Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd. Joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What's going on? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, we're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, Kamar's going to go over the patrons, new patrons. My favorite thing to do. Thank you, Brother Matt. Uh, did did you week, find them? You got in there? Different. Yeah, uh, we're all up to date. Uh, big shout out to Jonathan Hicken. What up, John? Nothing. Hello, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Yeah, you never know, right? He could be one of those people who's like, it's Jonathan. So you don't want to, I didn't want to throw a John there and already well, piss him off. You did. I ended with a thin. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I you, didn't, you didn't catch didn't that. I think his up. friends call him Johnny Hicken. Okay. Uh, and also a big shout out to Nathan. One name. Shout out Nate. That's the way he wants to be. Thin. <laughs> That's the way it's got to be, Nate. Thin. Thank you, Nate. And all the uh, Patreons, of course. Uh, I've always thought about, you know, the Patreon isn't necessarily about the extra content. It's about the content that we get. Speaking of well. Nate, did you see that tweet from Nate Diaz? Saying, I can't believe that Connor lost to Poirier twice. What a chump. <laughs> Just to get under his skin. Those guys are hilarious. Kamar, how was your week? Uh, pretty quiet. Was that it? There was just those two? There's just those okay. two, yeah. And, and of course, to all the Patreons, you guys are amazing. Yes, thank you all so very much. Yeah, very, we love you guys. Very slow week. Uh, but I, I, I went back to work at um, the Shaw Center. Yeah, how was that? Actually, I shouldn't say that anymore. No, right? no you, you shouldn't, you say, where shouldn't you say jack shit about where you work, <laughs> what you do. some sort of yeah. banquet conference center, but it just it felt like maybe we were on the road to recovery. Oh, as someone who traveled this week, we're not. And normalcy. We are not, they are? Is no, no one is. Oh, okay, we'll, okay, we'll get we'll, there, we'll though. We'll get to where you're going. I just I want to put it, uh, two things. I think last week was Ted Nugent, and we forgot to mention how uh, Ted Nugent accused the writers of Yellowstone of stealing his speech. Word for word, when it was about the animals. I mean, we mentioned it. We oh, talked we? about okay. it. Yeah, 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 we spoke about it. Yeah. Uh, also, I found out why Tim Poole wears the toque. He's bald. he's bald. No. Oh, <laughs> okay. He wears the toque because it's so recognizable. So he's out in public, people don't recognize him as much. Okay, that's not true. But anyways, let's move on. I've heard him say that because there, there was some troll that took his hat off one time, and he fucking lost it. He's like, you don't know how many death threats I get? That toque is like... And I was like, dude, Really? <laughs> Simon says it all. That story works just for me. Not, it's just not. As a person me. who wears a hat because they're bald, <laughs> he's wearing that too. And I suggest that he wears a hat because it's just so much more versatile. Like no, people notice that toque way more than yeah. they would notice yeah. a ball cap. But they don't notice, or it even a, like a little like a milkman's hat or whatever. Like that's classy for Tim Pool. A milkman's hat. No, no, no. But you know what I'm saying? Like a little, uh, like what Joe wears, the paper boy hat. Yeah, yeah. He could wear that to the White House. It's because. Um, the toque is stupid. It's the skater thing. Like you can't wear a poor boy hat and skate unless you're from like Boston and wear 
flood pants. Okay, well, when he skates, he wears his ball cap. Okay. And when he goes to the White House, he wears the fucking newspaper hat. Okay. And he just lets the toque die a fucking sad death. I was All right. trying to get you in out there, Tim. These guys aren't having it. Also, there's an odd opportunity. Anyone in the auto area, I'll be performing this Wednesday and Thursday at Absolute Comedy on Preston. Well, there you go. First time. Kamar finally gets a plug-in time. Plug nice. In time. Yeah. Pound it. I'd love uh, anybody who shows up because they heard it on this podcast. We're going to give you a dollar. So make sure you tell us at the door. Wow, and then don't I wanna, make it too tasty. Okay. They're going to show up. Kamar's going to be broke. He's going to be like, listen, I don't, I know Simon said uh, something. I got a buck for you. If I say five bucks, that might like actually draw Entice a crowd gotcha. and I don't okay. have that kind of money, but a dollar, I think we can stomach. Yeah. And then maybe we'll get a reading on whether. Definitely come out of the show. Say what up. Listens. It'll be good. Okay. Simon, how was your week? He's done. He seemed like he was very, done. very. You're done. Meek week. Okay. Um, meek week. First of all, Matt, I'd like to say thank you because I don't know if you noticed, but he quoted me in the um, synopsis of last week's episode. It might be one of my greatest quotes of all time that I don't even remember saying, frankly. But okay. What was it again? It was uh, if there's shit anywhere close to this sandwich, it's, it's a, a shit, shit sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. You did say um, that. Yeah. I mean, that. They'll write that on my fucking tombstone, you know. <laughs> I just thank you for noticing. You're welcome. I, the fact that you would pull that out is uh, just shows what a dear friend you are. And that yeah. is basically the whole synopsis. Kamar doesn't even synopsis, laugh yeah. at my jokes, and you're writing them down. We were all howling so, when that happened. Shut your mouth. Can I be honest with you guys, real quick? As far as the synopses <laughs> are concerned, it's the bane of my existence. I can tell what kind of week you've had based on what the synopsis is. Like I'm at the point where if I could write a cookie cutter synopsis that I could just put out every week, like a boilerplate. Yes, I would do that. Does but, it make a difference to you that I so deeply enjoy them? Does that make it? It does for actually you? because okay, I've well. I've said multiple times in. The those liner notes that I don't think anyone reads this horse shit regardless. So like the you know, fact that at least like you're doing ones just for him. I've never been thing. to our Twitter. I've never been to our Facebook. I've never been to our Instagram. Well, I have, but not in a long time. Yeah. That I check religiously. Okay. Oh, uh, sorry. I had to say anyone in the Midwest of the United States, uh, we're hoping all right. Jesus. Some yeah. That was insane. Dude. It, on that real quick, a tornado scary. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Like that's pant shitting material at night. Oh, you saw the footage with the lightning. It's 10 X. Yeah. Well, where's it coming from? Yeah. At, at, at Not night you have a chance to like outrun it. Like, if you no, no, but, 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 but no, but come on, let's be real. If you can see it, like if you can keep your eyes on a tornado, you have a shot. Mm-hmm. You would at least think right. Better than if you, I don't think that's how it works, but okay. I let's mean, say you're maybe. in a vehicle, an off-road vehicle, a heavy, like, you know, you're in yeah. a big truck because you're in a rural area. No, no, no. It's worse at night, Matt. You're right. Everything is worse at night. Every encounter, every, it's all going to be bad. Killer fucking night, storms yeah. at night are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Sorry, we, Simon. We had a crazy storm here last night. I thought trees were going to fucking break in my backyard. Oh, well, not compared to what they did, but yeah, it was well, howling. Not it was howling. Insinuating that it was. Dude, we landed like this. Like runways like this, plane is like this. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> it. We gotta never, get through sideways. Never, I'm so excited. Sorry. Um, so shit sandwich. That was your note. Uh, <laughs> shit sandwich. Had a great week because you wrote something. I about got me. into a huge argument with somebody about the lab leak. The theory, the yeah, lab leak it's hypothesis. Been a long time yeah. since I've argued with anybody about anything apart from this. How did it podcast. come up? Mm-hmm. How did it come up? I said, they're pretty sure it's a lab leak now <laughs> because I listened to five hours of Jamie Metzel on um, 
Lex's podcast. Do you guys remember Jamie Metzl? He was on, uh, he's been on Rogan twice. I think he was on as like a futurist. I recognize um, the name. He would talk about AI and how that was going to lead to whatever. Did we do him in the, did we do a throwback with him? Maybe. I, I don't know. Anyways, he is also like huge. He worked for the who, the WHO yeah, yeah. at one point. Like he's big Not the into band. the whole. Why are you covering your mouth like or that? Just yawning, sorry. Oh, um, and uh, his whole thing is like, he's 1000% convinced it was a lab leak. He's been kind of shouting that from the start. He also thinks that they should be giving ivermectin, but he also believes, like, he's a real rational guy. I mm-hmm. highly suggest everybody listen to that. Oh, he's the chocolate, um, the the cacao uh, ceremony guy. Yes, of yeah. course I remember okay. this guy, of okay. course. Anyways, it was great. It's a great interview. It just gave me a ton of information, and it just reaffirmed a lot of the things I had been saying right from the start with, like, Gina and stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> the... Um, Anyways, but it's just amazing to me that anybody can even argue it at this point. And like... Were they citing Fauci as their source? No, they were... (laughs) This guy's whole thing was that he's like, I've been to China and I'll tell you... And I hate when people do that, by the way. Like, I've never... You've never been to China, so you couldn't possibly understand how a lab leak would function in China. Mm Mm-hmm. You you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they probably have a better understanding than I do, but... So they're, they're. I mean, do like I've been to Italy, Matt. I've traveled yeah. there. Yeah. Do I have any more understanding of how the Italian political system works than you do? No. I went to fucking, uh, you know, museums and. Till you said that, I would have thought you did. Anyways, yeah, I was, it doesn't. <laughs> just because you go somewhere, just because you travel somewhere, doesn't make you any more. No, but it makes um, you feel like you might. It makes you feel sure, like you sure, might. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, which sure. I find infuriating. But this guy thinks a bat fucked a penguin and got in someone's Yeah, sandwich. he said it's definitely an open air market, and he agrees that there is a giant cover up, but he thinks the cover up was because China is just all about saving face, which is also true. Yeah. But in this case, it's because they were covering it up. Like when you listen to Metzl and if that's his name and just like, so they kept it hidden for like three and a half weeks at the beginning Mm -hmm. where they knew exactly what was going on and they weren't letting anybody in and they weren't telling anybody anything. And wow, that finally came back. eh? Three and a half weeks is like a big deal when you're talking about something like this, because just as an example, because it spread so quickly, Moderna, Two days after they got the info from China, like the necessary information to then make a vaccine, Mm -hmm. two days. That's how long it took. For them to manufacture something. Once they had the proper information. So had they had that proper information three and a half weeks early? It took them two days to develop the the, uh, vaccine in a year to test it? Realistically, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. No, no, I'm just, well, well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about like this. If they already, if they're already doing, if they're already doing work on novel coronaviruses in general. Well, and they were already they doing have the work framework on right on the um, RNA uh, distribution. Yeah, it, now they just needed like the whatever. I'm not a scientist. Point is, we listen, don't even, we don't even play one on TV. Listen to the thing. But what he was saying was, if that's the truth, those uh, three weeks. Huge amount of time. Millions and millions of deaths, you know? Of course. And if that's the case, and they can prove that, then China, theoretically, could be on the line to a lot of countries for um, recompensation. But how, But here's my question, though, is like, it's a country that doesn't even respect 
copyright law. So how do you even how do you even recoup any of that cash? Well, this is interesting because China holds part of the U.S. debt in some way. I yeah. don't really understand how. This guy was telling me, the guy I was arguing yeah, about, they own- was telling me that they buy American currency <laughs> or whatever. But what Metzl was saying is in a situation like that, I guess if the Americans somehow owed China money, they could just say, well, you now owe us a trillion dollars in... Um, Restitution. Recompensation or restitution or whatever you want to call it. And just consider that debt wiped. And when that kind of shit happens, it fucks with the economy in all sorts of screwy ways. Again, not an economist, so don't know how that works. But again, highly suggest everybody listen to that because it was fucking brilliant. How did you guys argument? Resolve. Or I said uh, no. Was I this think, like a guy at the dog park? I think park, I told him barber. not to get his panties in a bunch. I wasn't insulting China. <laughs> I was no, because I said the lab there. If Fauci was sponsoring work. The Americans were sponsoring work. They were doing it there because China allows things to be tested that they just don't allow in Canada and yeah. the United States. Yeah. Anyways, it pretty much ended like that. It doesn't really matter. The point was, I just couldn't believe how like. There's two movies going on. You just stick to this pangolin thing. It's fuck at this point, you know? How about this? Even if you really thought it was, you can't even keep an open mind that it could have been something else. Like there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing close to definitive to say that it started in a wet market. There's not a lot of absolutes these days. No, no. And when you look like Metzl will take, if that's his name, will take you back on like the cover up in this episode on the cover up from China and how you can watch it all happening. These people say something, they get disappeared. You know what I mean? It's a clear trail of deception. They finally let the who in and everybody on the special panel is owned by China. Like there's no, anywho, anywho. Um, and then the other thing was I watched 14 Peaks at your suggestion. Yeah. What an insane movie. That Nuts, guy insane. Huh? And Fucking I, bananas. I can respect that guy to the end of time. Those free climbers can suck a dick. You know what's crazier is that they party. They party so hard. Dude, he shows up to that one mountain like hung over. Dude, they had done ecstasy the night before. They save people. Like it, the guy's amazing. He's a Michael he's Jordan amazing. mountaineering. He's what was amazing. dude? What's staggering is like the fact that he climbs so many mountains that they can really only give each mountain like five minutes of airtime. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even. Like, there's a few that it's like you see him at the base, you see him at the top. He's Rafted taking a photo. Seven. They don't yeah. even show it. They just cross off the mountain as they That's go. It. <laughs> and like you said, yeah, like oh, I had to rescue four people on the way up. Like what the fuck? But it was just so cool. Like the one line in the movie that stuck with me the most, and I guess it was the point of the movie is he's nothing like, is impossible. Well, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that too. But no, it was like you know people will climb Everest and they have for years, and they'll say you know Matt Floyd and Simon Anisman and a Sherpa climbed Everest that Sherpa <laughs> never gets a name but that Sherpa's name was you know David or whatever his name the was. only reason they get it Mongola done. David and now they those guys are the best climbers in the world bar none bar none and now they get the credit for it because yeah. of this guy I think it's amazing did you guys find though once you reach the peak of one mountain you sort of see them all <laughs> like what? it's spectacular but it's the same I mean I yeah it's about the climb business. I don't think Obviously. it's about I mean Kamar yeah, yeah. it's cr- like think about it he climbs three mountains that are side by side in like 48 hours and like you said it's like same view yeah, yeah. well know, like, I didn't know that that Everest and then the Lotsi. other two are right there yeah, yeah. Lotzi and uh, something with an M yeah I can't remember 
But yeah. that Everest is crazy when they're going up and traffic jam. Um, yeah, he takes the picture of that traffic jam and they got by cause they climbed at night, eh? where nobody else will climb at night and they just yeah. fucking, but no, they're fucking nuts. It was so rad when they showed up at the bottom of K2 and he's like trying to rally the troops because they're all saying that. they got to leave. And that one asshole, he's like a, a guy from uh, Australia or something. He's like, listen, mate, yeah. you, you can't just come into the fucking camp and think you're king shit. We've all tried to fucking go up. He said, listen, if the if it's impossible, it's impossible. Like, you can't change the mountain. He said, I don't want to change the yeah. mountain. But listen, you guys want to climb? I'm going to go set those lines for you. I'll be down tomorrow, yeah. you know? It's going to be hard for his wife, I was thinking. She was nice. And- what a pimp, though. Yeah, Very it was supportive. amazing. Insane it's, movie. A, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it really, yeah, is, really underrated. is. And then just last thing, I watched Tusk. Have you either of you guys seen Tusk? No. It's one of the most <clears throat> mental movies I've ever... What is it on? I... I think I bought it. It's for oh. before ninety nine. Anyways, um, do you know what the movie is though? Justin Long, Kevin Smith directs it. It's a horror. It's the horror he directed. No, no. So b- basic premise is there's this crazy serial killer. He's collecting people because he wants to turn them into a walrus because he was marooned on some shore. It's like a comedy horror. He was marooned on some shore and he had to spend his time with a walrus and they became friends or something. And sort of sounds like our friend fucking Phil LeBay. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Dude, <laughs> it's, you know what? Now that I think about it, this, it, it might be like name. loosely based Phil on Phil Demers. Yeah. Right, thank you. And uh sloshy or whatever the fuck. Sloshy. Sloopy. <laughs> Anyways, but so the, he like transforms this guy into a walrus with, Rawrish. The skin, so the skin of other people he's killed. It's such a weird mental movie. And then right at the end, or kind of the end, this detective comes into it. This French Canadian detective. You would never know it, but it's Johnny Depp. But like, you would never know because he's an actor. And the the uh, makeup and everything. Like you would just. I had no idea. Do you know who's not an actor? Go Daniel ahead. Radcliffe. <laughs> I tried to watch her this movie about escaping I from South America. I'm like, yeah. you're just Harry Potter <laughs> pretending to be a normal guy in a movie. Like, it's stop. Harry Potter or nothing. You know what? Someone's got to go to him and say I no. I think he no. is a good actor. And oh, I think, fuck off. Well, no, I just think that role, it's one of those roles you that you cannot escape. Life. And you've seen him so yes, many times in that role. No, but typecast, like not so we can't get another movie typecast in your brain, you know? Yeah, but that's kind of what typecasting is in a way. But a great actor, like, you can be like, I I don't know who that guy is, but you always know that's fucking Harry Potter who's just grown up. I mean, again, in his, def- like if he keeps acting though, there will be a generation Hopefully. that maybe actually no, because Harry Potter is going to be that thing that people show to their kids I think forever. he should just spend his money. He's doing well. Yeah, good for him. Tusk, better than Cabin in the Woods? They're both horrible. I mean, I, I'm not oh telling you this God. movie because it's a, a This guy's a piece of shit. I'm telling you this movie because it's so fucked up that it's almost worth watching. Hmm. But it's interesting because he's a podcaster and uh, goes to Canada to do this, like, interview. <laughs> he actually goes to Canada to do an interview with a guy who got famous on the internet because he cut off his leg with a samurai sword doing the Kill Bill um routine you know that yeah you know like the kid with the lightsaber so it's kind of a play on that Mm -hmm. so he shows up to interview this kid and the kid has just killed himself with the sword doing his routine so interesting then he has to find something else to do anyways check it out that's it
What a great week. Uh, we got to give a big uh, thank you to Matt cutting his amazing trip short. What an idiot. Before they do how was week. He idiot. hasn't no. told you about his trip yet. He told everyone about his trip last week. Yeah, but you don't even know. So we had to leave a day late. Because they changed the... So my family left. We finished this podcast on Sunday. Let's start there. Yeah, we finished the podcast on Sunday. I go home. I edit the podcast. I was supposed to leave Monday afternoon. Now... The COVID rules to get into the United States changed as of Monday at like the strike of midnight. As of that time, you needed a test within 24 hours, a clean COVID test. Now, my, my mom is like, go get this test. It's 165 bucks. Uh, it takes like a day to get the results. And I was like, well, that's not good because we have to have one within a day. She's like, you'll get the results and it's within that day of the results. And I was like, okay. So we show up to the airport. Guy's like, no, you're not flying. And that that test, by the way, cost us, like I said, 165 each. So we've each spent that. So we have to not fly that day. We go back home. We have to go get another test. This one's only 60 bucks. So we each had to spend another 60 bucks. We haven't even left Ottawa yet. And we're each out like 200 bucks. So we fly there a day late. Uh, the weather in Vegas was absolute dog shit. Rained two days. I didn't even know that happened. It was 11 degrees. It was, it was shittier than it could have been. The weather here was dog shit, but sorry. Go, go on. Sure. I mean, I get it. There was a blizzard here. Like, I, again, I was here for one of the blizzards, so, you know. Um, but other than that, it was it was nice. We saw Nate Bargatze. I love the States. Dude, we went to the world's largest dispensary. It's insane that there's people locked up right now in the States for weed. This place, I've never seen anything like it. Plan, like Planet, like, like cannabis Planet 13. Or, or Planet 13. It was... Unlike anything you've ever seen. They have like a hundred different registers and it's all all weed dude. Isn't it nice to pull into a place to go traveling and not have to worry about finding weed though. That is makes a vacation in itself. I'm sure. Dude, it was, we went downstairs. I hit a a lot of time. I hit a roulette table, one, 200 bucks. And I was like, we're going right to the dispensary. Yeah. You see, that's my kind of trip. Planet 13. Also, you could see it from our hotel room. Like I was like, it's right there. So we'll just walk. It was, yeah. Were masks optional everywhere you went? Okay, so here's the funniest part. First of all, Kamar, you (laughs) would have loved this. The rodeo was in town. So it was like Yellowstone. Oh, no way. Absolutely (laughs) everywhere we went. Those guys don't wear masks. Well, here's the best part. We were staying at the Wynn. The Wynn was pretty like mask on. Like if you were at a policy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it says too, like it's governor, governor mandate says you have to wear a mask everywhere. So if you're on the casino floor, you better have a mask on. But again, it's like if you're drinking or smoking, you can have the mask down. There's a lot of a lot of loopholes there. Gray area. But we went to one casino, South Point, where the rodeo was going on. Not a fucking mask in sight. And you could see that it was like a rule for some. Like I got told to put my mask on, but there was like a like 50 cowboys behind me all spitting tobacco into a cup. No mask. So it was very interesting. Did you feel more like you were someplace normal or yeah, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Oh dude. Again, we're in a pandemic. Like the amount of fights I saw, like cowboys yelling at, not like fist fights, but like cowboys yelling at pit bosses. Like he's a lot of dry snitching in the cowboy world. A lot of dry snitching. Like he's not wearing a fucking mask. You know what I mean? Like that sort of shit. And I was like, dude, just no chill. honor among thieves. Um, what else? I don't know. I mean, it was when you watch neighbor Gatsy, you're supposed to wear a mask. Yeah. So Again, here. but hold on. If you were drinking, 
which most people were. You don't have to worry. And you can smoke in the casino? Yeah, Simon, you would love Vegas. Vegas. Can you smoke weed in the casino? Here's what's crazy. You can't have weed on the premises. Oh, that's right. You can't even smoke on the street, eh? Well, here's the thing. They're not, that's not a law they're upholding. Like Mary and I were super low key about it. Like try to go. And then I just started seeing people smoking weed everywhere. But again, you still wouldn't want to mess around. Like when we check in, the girl's like no weed on the premises. And I was like, yeah, I get it. She's like, yeah, no weed. I was like, yeah, I get it. And like the meaning what? Like, like they can check your pockets? No, no. But if you leave, judgment. if you leave, weed, like. you leave weed in the room. Housekeeping's taking it. Okay, hundred percent. Gotcha. Um, other than that, Vegas. For your own good. Other than that, Vegas is wide fucking open. Wide open. And it was great. It felt more open than restrictive. Uh, yeah, it felt more open than restrictive. Walking through the um, walking through the airport, first person I see, Simon Trevor Whitman, Gaethje's coach. The dude that made oh, the no gloves, way. the no really? eye poke wow. gloves, yeah, gave him a nice pound. Saw Gaethje, super nice dude. Hmm. Is he bigger, smaller, same size? He's he my be? size. Do not fuck with anyone in public. You'd never know. Everyone there's a fight, yeah. Just anyone. Just period. Anybody who has gloves hanging from their windshield. Well, that too, yeah. Uh, who I saw Ali Abdulaziz. Um, didn't see Joe Rogan. I, I chopped a tournament, so I won 1100 bucks there. Hey. Yeah, that was nice. We saw Nate Bargatze. Won a bunch at roulette. What did I win at roulette? Anything? No, you won nothing at roulette. The question last night was, if you didn't know any better and you saw uh, Dustin Poirier or Charles Olivieri, who would you prefer to fight? You'd probably look at Olivieri and be like, I'll fight this guy. And exactly. he'd fucking wrap you well, the fuck they both, up. They both uh, you wouldn't want to fight either. No, oh. of course Duh, but you just think he looks like he's got uh, glasses, European yeah. sort of yeah. pretty well, boy. Well, look at uh, the guy, the little dude there. What was his name? Uh, he maybe had a French Canadian name. He's, he's from New Zealand, though. He oh, Kai, Kai yeah, Kara France. That guy is tiny. Yeah, he starched him. Dude, did you watch? Did you watch all those fights in the airport in Toronto on my phone? Did you see the um, fucking? Um, I can't believe Nunez. Who's the announcer there? Oh, the Nunez. Bruce is Not Bruce. Not, no. No. Oh, John, no, An- John no. Anik? No, the fighter who still fights. Um, oh, Dominic Cruz. Yeah, Dominic Cruz. That fight was crazy. All man. the fights were crazy. It was a very entertaining card. Yeah, it was a really good card. I should have It gone. was him against Munoz, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy fight. I literally, if, if I didn't come back for the podcast, I would have had a room until Wednesday. I had... $1,300 in chips in my hand Friday night. I could have just gone and bought a ticket, gone to the UFC. I'm a fucking idiot. We were saying it's only cool if you're ringside because when I went with you guys, I didn't I didn't enjoy that experience as much as I enjoyed being like... I agree. But of a big screen TV. And you watched most of the fight from the... Did we go to a UFC? All three of us, yeah. Oh, yeah in Ottawa. Right. We went and it saw Cowboy. Right, right, right. I but keep in mind, Kamar, I think being yeah, in Vegas... Of course, of course. Yeah, like I get it. The sight lines are shit. It's, I'm with you. The day you see me part with $1,300 yeah. to watch anything, is a, something's going good for K-Dog. Um, also, you, you went to the Grand Canyon. Had you been there before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we took a helicopter. That was sort of a highlight for me on your Instagram. Yeah, we took a helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon. That was fucking nuts. Is it just a ditch? Um, I mean, it's staggering. It's huge. Like we we landed in the in the canyon. They serve like champagne. It was like eight in the morning. I'm like, what do you guys? They're like, no one wants champagne. I'm like, buddy, look at your watch. Like, read your crap. Yeah, I was like, we're a family of like eight. What's going on here? Um, 
No, the Grand Canyon's nuts. And then they take the chopper over the strip. Like, you fly over the strip. It was fucking nuts, dude. But you didn't go to, like, any of, like, the ancient civilization stuff at the Grand Canyon? Well, half of the Grand Canyon is on uh, the reserve. So it's, like, native land. And the other half is protected by the government. So you can't just, like... Like, they were saying, they're like, we can't just land a chopper anywhere. We have to rent this space from the natives. Um and that's how it that's how it rolls. But you didn't go out on the big glass uh, walkway thing. Uh, no, no, no. Where people die. Had In and Out Burger. That's always a fucking. Oh hell is that? Good? It's the best. We've had it before though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Tried Whataburger, and that's only Texas, isn't it? It's only Texas. I did not go to Shake Shack, which was regretful. That's the one. I didn't get to do a lot of the stuff, dude. I was looking at my steps on my phone in closing because we will get to the Joe Rogan aspect of this shit week. Um. I was looking at my phone the week before I left for Vegas. My average steps were like 1,400 a day. And in Vegas, I was averaging like 34,000 steps Just a day. plowing around town. Yeah, dude. My right knee was fucked. And not getting... Were there scooters there? You could hop on a... No, we just like... We had spent... Bird? Dude, we, our COVID tests there were th- uh, 380 bucks Canadian You had each to take another test before To get you back into home? the country, yeah. And even crazier, they... if. If you get randomly selected at the border, they retest you there as well. On your dime. That's no, a good question. There, it has to be on there, their dime. They must be on your on their dime. Someone's but anyways, if so you do money, get eh? te- if you do test positive, they don't let you on the plane. See, or this is you are already on the plane. Like you've no, no. The test they, you have to take the test a day before, like within twenty four hours of leaving, and you I, don't take it at the at the airport. Like I, I'm just listen. I don't really care either way, but like. You could get sick within that 24 hours, right? That's hold on, hold on, hold on. The loophole. Hold on. To get back in Canada, it's 72 hours. So you could definitely get sick within those 72 hours. Simon, I could have landed. And then because I was only there for four nights, five days, on my second day, I could have gone and gotten a clean test. And then I could have gone and had sex with every hooker in the city. I could have made out with homeless people on the strip. Yeah. And then I could have flown back. So it's more lax coming back. Yeah, it's and the changes that affected you is all because of uh, Omicron or Omicron. Yeah, I mean it costs again. The most money we spent on the trip was on COVID tests. I'd say between Mary and I, we spent close to fourteen hundred bucks Canadian, which is insane. And like, I bought us like fifth row seats to Nate Bargatze. The haves and the have-nots. Not fifth, probably like tenth. Anyway, let's get on to the week. I'm sorry that took so long. There's really not not much this week, so. After listening to this week, they'll be thanking us for that. <laughs> Kamar, you want to go over the guests? Maybe the worst week ever that we've ever had to cover. Yeah, maybe. And I like Matt Taibbi. Usually, when it's uh, Matt Taibbi. That's what I said, Matt Taibbi. Usually, when uh, I see two guests, I mean, there was an MMA over them, but I this uh, uh, anxiety about this Saturday drop. Yeah, didn't happen. I was like, Chris has came earlier this year, but. I, uh, yeah, I mean, again, bah humbug. it's always one of those things, too, where when he's when there's a UFC, you're like, there's no Saturday drop. But Joe lately might have one in the bag, two in the bag. And we start off uh, 1745, former Rolling Stone reporter Matt Taibbi. He's now on Substack. And then we have 1746, Blair White, YouTuber and political commentator. And, of course, uh, George Camboso. Yeah, he was Jerry an MMA, Camboso and we 16, don't cover we those. We don't cover those. All right. Well, let's uh, we rate the week first, right? That's what we do here. Do you want to uh, do you want to start, Simon? Uh, I mean, one and a half, two. Matt Matt Taibbi did a fine job. It was just a shitty episode. Like what they talked about, it was boring. 
whole thing kind of sucked. I give it a two. Not a great week. I think two is being muy, muy generous as well. I I, I've, I understand from last week we can't give zeros, so I'll give it a one. <laughs> That's true. You did learn that last week. Congrats. Well, you could give it a 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5 it is. <laughs> <laughs> 0.5 it is then. All right, let's uh, let's get into the first guest, I guess. 1745, Matt Taibbi. Now, I want to say, first off, we always poo-poo the um, hunters and stuff. Yeah. But they have personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have a drawl or something. Yeah. He has a charisma of a cane toad. It's true. There's that, something usually endearing about the hunters, at least. Yeah. That's why he's a reporter. I could not imagine listening to his podcast. Maybe he's got some life there, but... I doubt it. Like, he's on the spectrum sort of thing, right? I didn't get that. I, what speed I mean, did you listen to it? I mean, probably two and a half. Yeah, with a, little, with a little speed, it sounds like he's got together, but he is so monotone and boring. Oh, he's flat, yeah. And just like, give me something. Now, I think Joe figured he had such a great interview with Tim Poole last week, in his eyes. He said, next week, when I do the exact same interview with someone else, it went so well. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ha- there's an issue here of the guests not having any offer. Uh, They're just bouncing off Joe. I'd say oh, this okay. week to me was like the biggest example of kind of the echo chamber that seems to be JRE lately. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like it's the same topics. It's It almost feels like with Blair White, it feels like she's an avid listener and just was like throwing every softball that she knew Joe would be well, amped let's about. Let's wait to that one. Before yeah, yeah, we of course. On it. But let's I'm just on this one first. Anyway, go ahead. It was the exact same podcast, uh, like um, Ivermectin. Well, no, they started out with the COVID lab leak. Yeah, sort of falls right into your wheelhouse of the situation you had, and it's basically instead of suing. CNN or whatever, Joe going after media outlets. He's just having people come on and have passive aggressive, passive aggressive conversations about how shitty they are. Yeah. Well, and I think if Joe is trying to fuck the networks, and this is the absolute best way to go about it, you bring on somebody who's like the alternative, and then you sit there and you shit on them and you say, look, they can't be trusted. Where should you go? Well, obviously, Substack. That's where everybody who is not compromised is going. But to me, like Sagar and Crystal, I know they're like Joe's favorite. Oh, he loves that. But I never, like, I always got a real kind of, I don't know. They seem to me like they would be happy to go where the money is. I think anyone in this day and age is now happy to go where the money is. They just lucked out. Do you know Matt Tybee is top five on Substack? Well, good for him. How many people are on Substack? I thought there were like five. He's making about $50,000 a month. Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, but it runs in the same issue that we come up in this podcast about like the idea that journalists, reporters at one point weren't in this for the money. There was no money to be in for. No, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't about the money. It was about the money. At least in this case, he's getting money from, like, it's, it's a, sort of like a Patreon deal, right? But it's not like um, Pfizer's giving money or, or corporations give money. It's just individuals give money. Well, so this seems a lot. can't be swayed. This seems a lot cleaner. And again, if you break down $50,000 a month, okay, he's making $600,000 a year before taxes. Like, again, that's a great living, but it's not like he's, 
And why would we have a problem with him making... I have no problem with him doing that at all. But that's a fuckload more than a journalist made in 1990. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about inflation here. I'm talking about like those guys were busting stories because... I guess it was the right thing to do. Whereas it now they'll only do the right thing if the money's there. Like I'm confused. No, because he's been doing the right thing probably for a long time, even without the money. And now it's getting him the money. I'm right? not necessarily talking about Matt Taibbi. I'm talking no, about I'm- anybody who's moving over to Substack. Are they moving over there because for the right reasons, or because that's just the newest place where you can make money? You know. Well, can it? Oh, but hold on. It can. It can be two things at once right like it could be that you move over there because you don't want to get deplatformed or you don't want any of your story censored right and then in turn you don't realize it but like oh shit all of a sudden i have a massive following and i'm making 50 grand a month like i mean it's kind of a weird comparison simon but like you know you were saying journalists back in the day and it's not because of inflation didn't make this kind of money i mean look at movie stars 30 years ago what they were making compared to like a youtube star now you know what i mean it's a Mm-hmm. There's just, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot more money floating around out there now in that sort of entertainment realm. Maybe not entertainment, but like if you're, if you have a face that can make money or a name that can make money, it's a lot easier to do it now. I think. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have no problem with Substack. I don't go there. I don't listen to anything on there. Well, who the fuck would, but that's just because it's something. like, <laughs> I know that sounds so <laughs> ignorant, but Even, I. <coughs> Well, people who want the real fucking scoop, I guess. The top five are Letters from an American, The Dispatch, TK News by Matt Taibbi, Bulwark, and Glenn Greenwald. And they all say tens of thousands of subscribers, Matt Taibbi at $5 a month. So you might be able to make $100,000 a month. And again, I think it's that thing, there are a few. I think, um, what's our, that lady that I never liked from uh, the New York? Time. Oh, uh, Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss. I think she's up there. Bur- but Bernie Weiss. <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh, content contributors, but only a small percentage are actually raking it in, so mm. to speak. But it sounded like he was in shock about the kind of money and stuff he's making. And I wonder if it's going to be he's set for life or this is strike while the iron's hot and something else will be. Either way, good for him, man. Like, it's not like he's selling. Um, rag mags you know what i mean the guy's doing fucking good work no i mean the pro i I think one of the weird things like i'm glad you mentioned money or that you mentioned money because i think we live in this weird world now where we're like we deem certain things to not be worth you know what i mean we're like whoa they're making that money yeah everything's worth what people pay for it well because the way people make money now seems so counterintuitive to the way we made it before that yeah i guess i just i don't know like it's like even podcasts, you know, like if you, you know, you find out that Joe's making as much money as he is or any, just take anyone, for example, like, you know, there's certain like small podcasts where if you found out they were making like a hundred thousand a month, you'd be like, well, they don't need my money. And it's kind of like a weird, like, yeah, but if they're giving you something you enjoy, like, well, that's what I, amazes me by most of the stuff I watch, they flaunt how much money they're making almost. And that's not a turnoff to people. They, they want to support or, or it's a turnoff it to me. When well, I, mean, I hear somebody some like people. bragging about how much money they pull in on their Patreon, I'm like, well, exactly what Matt said. Well, I guess you don't need my money then if you're... No, but that's the thing is I, I don't know. Kamar's right though. Like I think, I think the younger generation especially, like, you know, we didn't grow up with Twitch in this sort of donation world where people are like, take five bucks. I want, you know, I want my name on the screen and whatever I'm saying Oh up no, there. I get it, Matt. 
I'm the dinosaur. I understand. I, I didn't mean it like that. No, no, but I, I get. I do mean it like that. Okay. Those guys, those fucks that Kamar likes, made their whole business off of telling people like ship me money or what is send it? Send it. Full send. Yeah, that full send. Well. Just send it all, bitch. Like <laughs> just give me your money. And the more fucking rude they are about it, the more people want to give them money. It's like uh, remember back in the day with uh, the negging. That guy wrote the whole book about like yep. uh, hating got on in, women. Yeah, you yeah. got to neg the girls yeah. to get them to like you. Like this is that whole thing. Like just be mean to them, and they'll love you so much that they'll give you money on your Patreon. It's weird. That's what uh, we should start doing. It's, it's, weird, it's weird human psychology. Yeah, don't fucking donate, you fucking losers. Um, <laughs> no, the Kyle from uh, Nook Boys just got in Forbes thirty under thirty. He's on his way. Um, He'll be fucking president, no doubt. Oh, Steve will do it. Will be president. Uh, Kyle was born in Canada, so he won't be able to do that. Is Steve American? Steve will do this from Florida. Dude, oh, I, I didn't just, know that. That makes total sense. I that, just, makes, that, was, that was his shoe last night, the, <clears throat> uh, the big fat guy, the one. Ty Tuivasa, yeah. Chuck Dennis. I just rewatched Veep. Yeah. That show is fucking brilliant. That show is depressing because that's actually what's happening. Though. And I was going to say, it is so amazing how they forecasted a lot of what's going on right Only now. Only she's white. And just the... It's given me so much insight into the way the political system works. Like, so you are a political commentator now. Well, I am after seeing the uh, yes, but not on China, <laughs> only on Italy. the United States and Italy. Yeah, exactly. Whenever Simon gets in an argument with someone about politics, he's like, "I've watched all of yeah, Veep, yeah. so I have a better understanding." I've been to <laughs> Austria and I've read all. I've watched all of Veep, so fucking just concede now. I uh, point out that there's an issue with people. Like, if you make mistakes, as long as your ideology is in line with people, they're forgivable. Do you say, know what say I mean? that one more time. Sorry, is you can make mistakes and uh, wrong in your journalism. Got it. But as long as but yeah, as long as our ideology lines up, I forgive it. Like whatever. At least yeah. we're we're fighting the right fight, even if you're inaccurate. <laughs> like Mel Gibson should have just become like a hard right conservative. Far right? Far, yeah. It's the new thing. I'm hard, the hard, hard right. right. Hard right. It's even further than far right. Um, and then, yeah, exactly. He would have been forgiven for the Nazi stuff because they would have been just like, oh, well, you know, he's one of ours. Well, I just saw an article where he said cancel culture doesn't exist. So I, I don't think he's uh, experiencing uh, retribution from people. I was just going to say, all. I don't think the Nazi thing stuck to him as bad as you think. I know you hold it in against your him. world. In your world, he's fucking no, no, no. no it was, can't go anywhere. It can't was, show his face. It was that fatwa, fatwa <laughs> on you, sir. It was that, and the um, he like fucking did something to his Russian wife there. Anyways, just speaking of fatwa, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed. Like, drive down Wellington. Okay, you know where the record shop is. Yeah, you know where across I'm talking from about? Tennessee Willems. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, there's a new store there. Okay, it, it's. Sign, yeah, giant letters says Fatwa Al Jazeera. I think there's a few out there, they're not even trying to hide it. Al Jazeera is cool, it's just a news corporation. Yeah, Al Jazeera is the news, not you're thinking about like Al Qaeda, ISIS, or Al Qaeda. Al Jazeera, he's got to Google it. Al Jazeera is the reputable news network from um, Turkey, there, wherever. I don't think it's Turkey. Kuwait, no. Uh, oh, Kuwaiti. Yeah, sorry. No, I don't know. Kuwaiti. I don't think it's Kuwait it's, uh, either. It's, it's weird, not Kuwaiti. It's, it's a weird name. It's um, Qatar. 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 Is it Qatari? It's closer. They're corrupt as fuck. So what's the bad one? Al Al Jazeera. That's where they, it's a fucking terrorist group. No, that's Al-Qaeda. 
Type in Al Jazeera. Yeah, it's a I'm reputable, it was a reputable right news network. It still is. Yeah, I, I, no, think, is. I think you're, maybe you're he said right. that because there was an Al Jazeera building bombed when Israel and uh, Gaza was going on. Okay. I like how he said it there, though. It's called Al Jazeera. They're not even trying to hide it. <laughs> it's a store called CBC. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> Because I made a mistake, obviously. Yeah, no, uh, that's fine. You're, hey, you're entitled to a uh, few mistakes, Simon. That's funny. That's exactly how I said it. It is that. exactly how you said it. Yeah. Here it is. Al Jazeera Food and Meat Market. <laughs> Halal. 1101 Wellington Street. Just in case anybody's looking. S Simon's outside picketing. <laughs> They're not even hiding it. <laughs> Just by myself. He's alone with a yarmulke. Oh my Look God. at that little racist. <laughs> Oh my God! They're not even trying to hide it. That would be my catch. Slogan. That's what he said. <laughs> oh. Anyways, okay. Well, that had nothing to do with anything, and it wasn't even right. So they perfect. You're having a good time. That's all. Perfect. Well, I thought it was a terrorist outfit. But <laughs> Close. <laughs> apparently, it's just a news organization. But again, why is it called Al Jazeera? Uh, I'm sure it means something lovely in Arabic. Mm. Information like the, of the, the gods. truth tellers, yes, yeah, something, Death something very <laughs> um, by our meats cracker. Uh, then they uh, they start shit on uh, Rachel Maddow, who I think gets twenty million dollars a year, and that, that's just the the wrong end. Like you, you're not a journalist anymore. She's had to go like Tuck Carlson say they're entertainers now. There's anything we say, you can't take for a grain of salt. But they said she followed the Bill O'Reilly playbook of figuring out what your audience wants and giving it to them and i think that's indicative even tim pool but i don't call any of those people like dan rather wasn't a journalist he was a broadcaster you know what i mean that's what those people are there's a huge difference they weren't writing um they weren't writing op-eds for fucking the times or but whatever. i feel but like, i feel like cnn in the in like it's heyday did have journalists like who was the one who was always on the ground the woman christian anampur yeah, she was again, she, again, broadcasters. I don't. Uh, you think she was more of a broadcaster? Yeah, I don't think than, they were doing. I feel like, like she was writing a lot of. I don't know, man. Yeah. She was boots on the ground again. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. I just felt like she was at least someone. Fahid again, I have no. I, like it seems like a journalist, sort of. Fahid's out with the teeth. I think he's with CNN. Like Matt Tahibi is a Taibi. What Tahibi? That's why I said Tahibi. You said Tahibi. Well, the J is an H. <clears throat> Go ahead. What about him? It's like still hey Zeus. This really has no nothing to do with your definite journalism. What I'm saying is she. They're saying she did what Bill Riley did. Just take what people want to hear and just give it back to him. And go, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trump's bad. Trump's yeah. bad. But I think that's something like Tim Pool does. Yeah, I think that's something Candace yeah. Owen does. Well, Tim Pool is also not a journalist. I think that, neither is no, Candace Owens or whoever you said. I know. This, yeah, this idea right, is figure out what people like and just give it to them. There's enough people like. You're on my side. Let's ride or die. You know what I mean? Well, we've always it's said, nice. like, if you want the money, you're going to have to lean into something. You can't something. really play. First of all, I don't know if it's possible to make money as a moderate. Well, just ask Joe Rogan. Rogan. <laughs> Rogan. <laughs> I will ask him if I ever meet well, him. Well, because he made a whole <clears throat> fucking career out of being a fence sitter. Um, I guess, yeah. But now he's kind of. he's an exception to the rule anyway. I guess. He's definitely not a journalist. Um, no, but again, that's what I was saying, Kamara, is none of those people are journalists, nor did I ever put them in that category. They're all, they, somebody who works on TV isn't a journalist. But uh, Matt Taibbi put him in that category, Joe Rogan, because there was one point where he was like, people like Crystal Sagar, he named like a few quasi-journalists, and then he was like, me, you. 
Yeah, no, I remember that. I, I was going to bring that up, actually, because Joe isn't a journalist by any extent no. of... The and I don't mean that disrespectfully. No, no, me either. I, I, I think very few people are true journalists. So it, when I say Joe isn't one, I don't mean it like this fucking guy. I don't think Joe would consider himself a journalist. No, I don't think so. I wonder what would you call... I guess Joe's a modern-day renaissance man, he's if you really think about he's it. He's a broadcaster. Content creator. Okay, sure. Creator, I guess, yeah. Sure. That's the that's the broadest. Easy that's one. like anybody who does anything. Yes. Right? Well, that's like we're content creators, but... <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, like, you could be a content creator if you fucking paint a painting. You've yeah, created content. That's true, yeah. If you write a chapter in your journal, you're a content creator. Only if you post that. Well, are it really? Who made that rule? I just did. Never. Yeah, no, that's unacceptable. Anything you do at home by yourself is not content. That's just... A hobby. Simon's jerking. Just, Simon's I, jerking off in his studio. Halima's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making content. I still think you're making content. <laughs> For it to be content, it's got to be put out there in, um, so it can be criticized or adored or whatever, for lack of a better word. I disagree, but sure. Hmm. Um, Bill Gates, $300 million he's donated to. I mean, it seemed like he was really spreading it around, too. But, uh, to the defense of Jelaine Maxwell? No, but he's like this. Here's the money. Now, hey. You cheat me like anybody else. I just want to make sure you do, like, it's impossible, right? But here's the weird thing, Kamar. There's no way, right? This is the weird thing that I was thinking about as they were saying that, is I was like, that is pretty bad. But then I also thought I was like, this guy's so rich. Why wouldn't he just do what um, Bezos Bezos did and just buy a news network? Like, why spend 300? too transparent. Well, I mean... this is but they all do it. It's right, like all of those guys who own they the all news own networks. Yeah. They all own other shit that they're trying to hide through the news network. But I think the news network is coveted. You know, like it's it's what Bezos. It's Murdoch. what every billionaire well, it's true, wants. Because that was the whole thing with. Because well, then um, you can control the narrative. Who was right? Jane Fonda's? Uh, Ted husband. Turner, CNN. Ted yeah. Turner. They wouldn't let him into like the boys club of the yeah. big three, you know, NBC, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, well, fuck you guys all make Fox. Wasn't that the whole thing? No, he's, he's CNN. Who did Fox? Who owns uh, Fox? Rupert Murdoch. Oh, that's Murdoch. So maybe that's Murdoch's story. Then. I Anyways, think so, yeah. Maybe I'm getting confused. Successionist. But either Murdoch. way. I'm with you. <clears throat> Anyways, it, it was funny. I was at work the other day and this guy said, you know when you have a conversation with someone you don't know, you don't know what they think about COVID or whatever? And, he, and then he led with, and who would have thought little Bill Gates was right all along? <laughs> like he was, like, oh, never he mind. He was singing his praise as a hero, yeah, yeah. and this was like, okay, right on. Why? What was Bill Gates right about? Oh, just that we... The pandemic is coming. We're going to have to be prepared for it. Maybe he caused it. I don't know. Um, then they touched on trans and gender issues, but we'll probably tackle that in the next one. Um Talked about the freedom of speech. Again, these are all topics that we talk about every week. Yeah. You have to have the other side. Because if you suppress the ideas, yeah. then they just get more strength. And, they, um, and I'm pretty sure we have like 160 episodes of us backing that adamantly. Uh, the Streisand effect uh, reiterated for the 500th yeah. time. Yeah. If you don't want someone to talk about it, don't ask them not to talk about it. It's, Pretty cut forward. Then in the uh, in the movie Tusk, the guy's a podcaster, right? <laughs> Listen, we need a fill space here. Go ahead. In the movie Tusk, the like guy's a podcaster, and his podcast is called the Not C Podcast. The Not uh, yeah. C oh, Podcast. I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Keep your eyes open. 
It's the opposite of keep your eyes open. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I I think one of the big things they talked about, which is still getting away with it, is the agent provocateurs. It's interesting. There's that one guy who was saying, they were showing the clips of him. We got to go in the building. He was literally inciting. And and he he has no charges. And it's like... People say, like, what do you think? People are stupid enough that some guy would just come up to him and tell him, yeah. Yeah, that, that could be enough to sway someone to say, yeah, let's go in there. I My mean, only counter argument would be that possibly that guy <laughs> cut a deal. <coughs> and who did get charged from that day? Like, we know... Uh, QAnon. We Buffalo know Boy. that Buffalo man yeah. got charged. But besides that... There's a bunch. Dude, there's still, uh, a, <laughs> there's still a QAnon group out there who... <laughs> Their whole thing now is that they're banking on JFK and yeah, JFK Jr. Because yeah, yeah. JFK Jr. was always part of it yeah. for the Q people. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. like he's always been alive and he was going to come back and lead them to victory. But now the dad is also coming back. And this is what they're banking on. Like they're just, it really has become like one of those alien cults. Well, but again, <laughs> Someone or people are doing the same thing. Rachel Maddow does, like clinging to what little cue people still have and leaning into it and giving them something to believe in. You know what I mean? Well, it works. It works. And two, when you like put so much faith into something and then it fucking, you know, one documentary kind of proves that you've been following a a tyrant from Eight Chan, like you're. you know, it's got to rock your world. And you've just attacked the capital and left your family. And like, that's what happens in these cults too. You know, like you, you invest all this stuff and then you're waiting for them to come pick you up to take you to Pluto and they don't come. You can't just give up on your life and like go back to normal. You have to cling to the next mm-hmm. uh, time it comes around the asteroid, you know? Yeah, it's tough to... It speaks to what John Mackey said, that you just can't be married to your ideas. And you prepare for them to change with new information. Agreed. We have an agreement. They talked about Rittenhouse. No new information has come out from that, except he's about to get paid, apparently. For what, a book? No, he's going to sue people. Uh, Caught him a white supremacist and stuff. I think he'll end up just like that. Remember the kid... Yeah, the from the march, he got like two hundred fifty million. The Native American so. thing, yeah. From who? The government, or he might sue Joe Biden. I mean, they, they were speculating <laughs> who's going to sue, but anyone who caught him a white supremacist, if they have that footage, it's sort of hard to uh, argue. Yeah. Well, I didn't really say it. Really, <laughs> well, <laughs> press actually. Play on tape, so, I mean, he was on. He was on. Uh, I hate to admit it, but I, I saw him on Crowder. It seemed like pretty happy compared to them. I, for whatever, I believe he was upset talking about killing those guys. I probably did want to kill those guys, even though he ended up killing people who probably could have been killed, but they shouldn't have been killed by him. I mean, this is the one thing. I still think he's a horrible person when he's 18 years old. Joe keeps bringing up the past of these people, and it's like, yeah, but Kyle Rittenhouse didn't know that. He did not know that. So he got lucky. He got lucky. Yeah, Yeah. that that was going to be my question. Like, did he go shoot this guy because he knew he was a pedophile? That was just, that shows you that fucking the universe sometimes does the right thing. Sometimes two wrongs do make a right. That leads into the next thing where they were talking about, it's weird. Is it canonization when someone's like made a saint or whatever mm-hmm. of George Floyd and that he had a, it was just that graphic footage just burnt in everyone's head. But again, it doesn't matter. Like 
yeah, so he punched a woman in the stomach. That's horrible. But it doesn't mean he deserves to have his neck stepped Joe on. Joe said right? that as like, well. So no, 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 but that's the point. It's That was the point he was making. I mean, the Eric Garner one is the perfect example of like, because I get it. You could, there's a lot of Americans that are like, George Floyd was a piece of shit. I don't really care how you feel about the guy. I'm with, I'm, you know, I think we're all in agreement that you don't deserve that. But Eric Garner, like, he was just out in the street. My point means there's probably a hundred guys, horrible cases that could have been, if their video got caught, could have been the George Floyd. Mm -hmm. It's oh, just, yeah. if aliens come down and go, who's that guy? Like, St. George Floyd is like, well, no, he, wrong place at the wrong time. And just, what's it called when something just catches, it, it went viral for lack of a better word. And I'm sure there's horrible cases all the time. You know what I, mean? I mean, it's the length. Just listen, he's the face. I, is the I think that one in particular, it's the length of the video and like him yelling out for his mom. It just, it, it emotional trigger. Yeah. I mean, again, like you said, you see, you see police shootings all the time. You see like wild shit all the time. There's just a few that, I don't know, that just catch the public where you're like, I don't know about that one. They also discussed the what if, and I don't know if we could ever figure it out, but. Like, had Trump won? The second term. The second term. Yeah. What's the line from, do you know, what, is everyone anti-vax? Like, well, we, we can never know, but it can't be the same as what it was because it would have been Trump's vaccine. And if you were anti-Trump, you'd have to be against it. Or do, they, do you know? But would, hold on. It'd, but, be, it'd be worse than it already was. But hold on. It would still be Fauci, right? I was just going to say Fauci worked for Trump. He just went from one administration Maybe he fires to the Fauci. other. I don't know. Maybe. But I'm just, I'm just saying in this hypothetical world, if we say that Fauci stays on, I, I, think I, don't, I don't know. I think you're right, though, Kamar. I think just, it'd be different. It I can't changes, say for what. It changes the dynamic. Well, you take the vaccine right away. I, uh, for, for you would have done it right away. It wouldn't have become a, a, you're trampling on my rights thing. It would have been Trump suggested I'm doing it. Or if Trump mandated it, would other people say, no, we won't mandate it because we won't be like Trump. Like it's just, it's such a, it, it, it's I think that's a good to tell question. what would happen, but it would happen. In my mind, it would have to be something See, that's different. very interesting. But or maybe then it becomes like uh, Trump supports the Pfizer and Biden supports Moderna. And no, no, but stuck, I, think, you know? I think he actually stumbled on the much better question. Like, take the vaccine out of it. The question is, if Trump is elected um, a second term and he mandates anything, masks or mandates vaccines, like... Is it a complete flip? Yeah, then what happens? That's, that's the more interesting question. Because, like, you'd think that, you, like, in the past, you'd always think it would be the left who would be like, you can't mandate anything. You can't. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a very, constant conversation. Very every interesting. Week. Yeah, yeah. The left yeah. used to be the anti government, yeah, yeah, anti pharmaceutical, yeah. and now it's all switched. Um, I thought there were a lot of times where Joe, like, would bring up a topic and then go, go, Matt, go, Matt. Uh, I really don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, he goes, Elizabeth Holmes, I'm fascinated. What do you know? He goes, I, I don't know much about that. He goes, yeah. Well, I'm fascinated by it, but I don't know anything about it, but I'm fascinated. Well, and Taibbi's, the trial just ended. It, it's, and Taibbi's very cautious, too, to to be like, to not slander or say anything that he's not like 100%. You know what I mean? He has well, that journalistic sort of. Elizabeth Holmes is the. Um, Theranos. Th Theranos, Theranos yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, technology that will revolutionize the world. Um, no, you got to do more pauses. Technology. Uh, what uh, I no. think, what I think, will happen. Yes, yes. In uh, our lifetime, because at the end of the day, Matt Taibbi, I think, is a legitimate reporter journalist. 
but his lane is financials. I uh, I think well Economic, I think that was his big like, break yeah but was, that, that's sort of that's his lane if if you want to be a good journalist you sort of stay in that lane obviously everything politics get involved with uh, finance and stuff but it was the 2008 housing crisis and not which they never bring up I mean not that he caused it but Tim Pool was sort of at ground zero as is, he he admits to working in some of those crazy boiler room mortgage yeah. houses yeah he might have been part of the problem might have got away free came on the other side. Um, he talked about the um, the guy in Russia who's buying dead slaves and then borrowing money. Yeah, what a great scam. The scams you used to have before technology. Well, imagine, too, the guy you're buying them off. What are you doing with those dead ones? <laughs> I don't like, know. Well, They're why? not worth anything. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, what if I gave you five? I have a deal you cannot refuse. <laughs> but just as technology and whatever, if the blockchain takes over, Scams are going to be harder and harder. Like, do you get a call from a scammer every day? Every day. On your phone? Every day. Every single day without fail. Oh, I forgot to mention. Or a text. I forgot to mention this. I got the day before we go on vacation, I get a, a TD alert being like, we think there's a fraudulent charge for $54 from this company. Did Is this you? And I was like, no, it wasn't. So I hit no. And it's like, we've blocked your card. Please call us. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. I call. Yeah. I call them. They're like, it wasn't you. We got to block your card. You got to go into a TD to get another one. And I was like, I can't go. I can't go get another card. Like, so yeah, I get scam calls all the fucking time. Um, then he went to the, the, he sort of did a deep dive into Madoff. And I think it's hilarious that he didn't do anything. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like he had a, some sort of business that was yeah. he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. It was just come in, go out, come in, come out. This thing's gonna last forever. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense kinda when you think about like he was only dealing with people who made like you could only invest with Ber Bernie Madoff if you had like a billion dollars to or get in the whatever, front door. Some crazy amount of money. Those are the type of people who don't even like Bat and I yeah, they're not going to need to see a return on their investment for a little while. And meanwhile, this guy's not doing anything, so he doesn't have to show anybody any uh, ROI. But the weirdest thing about those is like, you know, the rug is going to get pulled at some point. Like how long, like, honestly, how long do you assume yeah, you give yourself? Well, you would think a guy like that would have an out. Like I knew this was coming eventually. And when that day happened, I was going to my private island where they can't extradite me, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I Instead, just he just shoots himself in his fucking I don't think bathroom. His, I don't think he had his finger on the pulse as much as he should have. And, it, you know, maybe all those people will not default on their loans. Maybe we'll get through this. Yeah, but no, Kamar, he it's couldn't like, impossibly think that. He's, but Kamar, not, he's not investing anything. What does he know? But that's the thing is like the, the most interesting thing is you'd think as like a backup, he'd be like, okay, I have, let's, let's put a number on it, $8 billion. Maybe I'll invest half. Cause like even if it makes if, if that half makes money, you can keep stealing it, like and then you can keep this charade going to just I don't know it's so weird. But wait, I, I'm I'm confused as to like he knew he wasn't investing their money. Yeah. yeah, but there's people who knew like in the Big Short that all these mortgages default swaps are full of toxic mortgages, and in six months they're all going to default. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, okay. I don't think Bernie knew that. Bernie Madoff? I don't. I don't know if what he knew, but when because what happened was all those uh, default swap mortgages uh, failed, and then they had to pay, and that's what started the two thousand eight crisis. Oh, so that you think if that doesn't happen, he doesn't ever get caught? 
something. Eventually, somebody it's wants to see their money back. Like even the rich. Possible. That's and, why I'm saying you have was, to give yourself. Like I would assume he, that he'd have to be like, okay, I got to do something within the next couple of years to show. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to think what the it f- seemed like a very short play. Like you, you mentioned the you mentioned uh, what the fuck's the Christian Bale movie, The Big Short. Yes. Like, think about that movie. He told them, "I'm buying default swaps," and those rich people within like a month were like. I'm getting my lawyer. I want my money back. So it's weird that Madoff had this like, I mean, again, he mentioned that they were, the early investors got something back because he wanted to like keep it going. So I guess that's maybe a big return. And maybe he thought, you know, five more years, I'll sell this to Bear Stearns or fucking, I guess, Lehman Brothers and walk out the back door and they'll get caught holding the bag. But that didn't happen. His name will forever be fucking tarnished. Uh, the GameStop Heroes. Is that still going on? It, that's sort of weird how that happened. It was sort of in the... But are they still holding? Do you know anything about that? Um, GameStop is still like well above 200. AMC he, he is that like... It seemed like it was like almost like... Not terrorism, but like... like it wasn't just a bunch of nerds with Cheeto fingers getting lucky. They're like, fuck you guys. You fucked us. Like smarter people put this together and be like, this is the only way we can get back something. Because hundreds of thousands of people were ruined in 2008. And who knows if they've recovered. We it, That didn't affect us because our banks are way more over-regulated. <clears throat> we couldn't get away with that. Shit like that happens, but just the effect of the... Do you remember what it Why? was? Why? The GameStop thing had something to do with the housing no. crash? I'm so he, confused he, he was saying it's people who got fucked in the housing crash. This was their playback to fuck with Wall Street. Oh, He's I saying see. the whole oh, oh, the whole you, Wall Street you. bets movement was like a like fuck Wall Street. We're just everything they short, we're gonna buy up and jack the price up. You're saying these GameStop things, it was never Cheeto fingers in their. I'm basement. sure no, I'm sure this guys who got wind of it, but the the, cult the core was some people yeah, who knew what they're talking about. I mean, again, let's keep in mind GameStop, for example, Michael Burry was heavily invested in that, like two like against a, it. No, he bought call options. So he thought it was going to, he thought it was like an undervalued company. He bought a sh- I, I read he would have made like an extra $2 billion if he had sold two days later because he sold it when it went to like $40. And then three days later, it shot up to 350 But he had all these like insane call options. Either way, Michael Burry knew that GameStop was worth more than it was like a year and a half before. So it wasn't like, that that stock. But wait a second, GameStop as a company, yeah. wasn't really worth more. It became worth more because people decided to make it worth more. No, what like, I'm this is what I'm saying to you is it wasn't just Michael Burry. This guy, there's a guy that's currently um, being sued by a shitload of people. He'll probably get off. Uh, his name is Keith Gill. He goes by Roaring Kitty. He's like a he was an investor and he was doing these YouTube videos a year before the GameStop shit happened. And he was doing this, these like three hour long deep dive videos and he had all the numbers. Now keep in mind, but wait, just hear me out. He wasn't saying GameStop is worth $350 a share. That's not the point. He was saying that at $6 a share, it should be worth closer to like 12. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? So he wasn't looking at it like it should be worth 50. He was saying that GameStop owns a shitload of retail. Like they own a shitload of brick and mortar. They could easily... 
Um, he was saying they could absolutely easily shift over to an e-commerce business. There was a lot of indicators that told him it was an undervalued company. And again, Michael Burry, like super smart investor. But again, if what Kamara is saying is true, just bear with me yeah. for a second. Yeah. It may make way more sense because to me that still doesn't make sense because it can only be worth so much. Yeah, they may own some brick and mortar. Watch your phone. Most of their places are actually in malls, so they definitely don't own those. Okay, um, sure. Some business inside there, right? Anyways, anyways, point is like Michael Burry made maybe was involved because, like he's saying, it was a group of guys who were trying to get or girls, back at or girls. of folks who were trying and again, to this get. What, no, but this is not what Kamar said. This is what Matt tied. <laughs> But what I'm walls at uh, the government or Simon. What I'm saying to you is the whole GameStop thing was like it didn't boil over until like it boiled over. So there weren't a lot of people involved in this like movement you're talking about until it shot up way the fuck up. What I'm saying is Michael Burry and a few other people were super long on this thing like like a year and a half before it all happened. And I don't mean long like like I'm saying Michael Burry sold at forty. At forty, he said (laughs) now this stock is overvalued. Mm-hmm. Right, he was like, "There's no way it's going to 350. This thing has already gone past where it should." You're just saying they were making a prudent play that yes, ended based off on numbers, off and then somehow went into the stratosphere because well, somebody Ro- got involved. Well, Roaring Kitty. So Michael Burry, he has to post because um, he has so much invested. He has to post quarterly what he's invested in. Right. So anyone could see that he had call options they, in they GameStop. They say that in the big short, I think, actually. Somebody has to post, right? If, if you have, I think it's over, if you have over $100 million invested, you have to post everything you're invested in quarterly. They all have to. And they all hate it. Point being, though, Michael Burry, so he, he would have posted that, but Roaring Kitty was actually on um, Wall Street bets. And this is before it had 10 million people. This is when it was like a 300,000 person Reddit. And he was posting like his updates on GameStop and how he was still like strong on it. So there were people, I don't know. Again, you got to remember, there's a lot of guys on Reddit that are like, I'm long on this. And it's, it turns out to be nothing. So this is just another dude who happened to be, but he ended up making. I know the fact that it happens though, makes me think that there's more in it. And for all intents and purposes, it's still happening. The bottom still hasn't fallen out. Well, I mean, again, it's like, who knows? I don't um, know. I, thought I, I, was, don't, I don't know. I thought I was reading something the other day where, like, somebody bought up some, some, or some options were bought, or it's, I don't know. Did, like, the government get involved to stop this, or? Well, the government, ever since it happened, they've been fighting to see if uh, what Robin Hood did was illegal. Because what happened was, GameStop was about to like, it was about to go parabolic. Like it was going to go to like a thousand dollars, and then Robinhood um, turned the sell button off. Oh right, that, or the yeah, buy yeah. button off. Sorry. So nobody could trade. No, you could only sell. So if you're only able to sell a stock, the stock can only go one way, mm-hmm. which it did, of course. Um, yeah, into the stratosphere. It went down. Oh, it went down. I as soon as they turned the buy button off, it went from like three fifty down to like one fifty. And then the next day it shot back up to 250 and, and then it did a, a whole bunch of weird shit, but all right, no worries. It's fine. Go on. Come on. We got real boring there for a second. I mean, it's listen, well, I was just trying to if you actually do a deep dive, it's really fucking interesting. Um, some of the shit, but either way, um, when, uh, Matt Tabe was talking about how it just never occurred to me, I guess it's pretty obvious 
the CARES Act, that's what they called, what the American government did to help the businesses and yeah. injection of money. I don't know what Trudeau caught ours, but the $80 billion, whatever. That all has to get processed by banks. And it isn't like, oh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. This one's on us. We'll waive the fees or whatever. It's, hey, we got to make money. This is this how this how business works. Like, it's just disgusting. You know what I mean? So they, banks killed. Oh, dude. They, during this pandemic. All of our big banks in Canada posted record, <laughs> record. Like, everyone's direct deposit that went in, they get their two cents, whatever. Like, it's just like, woohoo. Um the fact that and their Christmas bonuses are coming out soon. Of course, of course, and and, and they they must pay for advertising. Just don't mention us. We're just a bank. We're just a little logo. Nothing to see here because like, they're the worst or the best of business. I don't think they are. They just are the only game in town. Um, how the I think it was may have been talked last week with Kim Poole. The fifty years or seventy five years that you're not allowed to see. The test from Pfizer yeah. or whatever, fishy, super um, fishy. The uh, the patent protections, like the fact. Well, that that's what I was saying. If you're going to give them the protection, they, they won't make it cheap. If you're going to give them the protection of not being sued, then you have to be like, and any third world country that qualifies for this, that, and that, you have to give them or ship them X amount of because it doesn't really help everyone if everyone's not right. If you're going to argue that everyone needs to get vaccinated. Then you need to really vaccinate. They're sort of pulling the world. Yeah, they're doing Martin Scarelli, but it's more dire. So there's no time to call it out. You know what I mean? I mean, he made the the medication a thousand percent, seven thousand, whatever. More, yeah. But they're twenty four times, and they got the funding from Trump or from the government to develop. So it's not like we put all this money into yeah. developing R&D. these. It's yeah. like this. This should be the one time where it's like okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know the term cost neutral, just, just for this. We're gonna have to screw you next time on something, but this for the greater good of humanity. No, that's not the case here. I need a yacht. Like th- that's what we're going down. No, to. it's not. It's I. It's, gross. it's listen, guys. Everyone will get a yacht. So well, let's no, just push this. Let's just push this through. No, no, no. But even the politicians, like, we'll buy you guys a yacht. Everyone will get a yacht. Okay. Let's just make this happen. And I think you can attest that governments really don't care about small businesses. No, they they definitely don't. But at the same time, it's insane how much money was given out during this pandemic. Like two hundred yeah, million nuts. dollars in Ontario to, alone. Somebody was telling me last night, and the way people say these things, it's like I I'm just constantly shocked by it. But they're like, yeah, you know, my wife has a small business, and they were doing fine, but they still gave her money, so we just took it and used it for something else. You know what I mean? Like what? Flippantly. What? Well, you saw the report last week that $200 million in Ontario was given out for no reason. And, and I, they're not going to try to recover. And I said, I said, like, really, like, don't, they must be worried about, you know, them coming back to look for this. They gave it out so fast. No checks and <laughs> they're balances. Like, they're like, no, they're never coming looking at. Anyways, meanwhile, my daughter, the government came back looking for, I think, paid her like an extra $100 uh, check during the pandemic and now they want it back like fucking get it back from the fucking business what is going on it's here it's almost like it's a girl who just got out of school it's almost like they did the fast and furious we're gonna give it all this money do you know where you gave it to uh no so how do we get it back i don't know we didn't think that far um by the way we gave everyone guns too <laughs> uh do you, do you guys agree with joe's point that now 
how are the pharmaceutical companies going to do better on their this they just had a the banger year years who knew you know the owners of the companies are like if you told me in 2015 in 2021 i'd be buying a new yacht i tell you you're crazy but i they mean they'll have to make more money next year boosters whatever i mean i'll say this we locked down last year and the stock market just went fucking straight up omnicron comes along along and the stock market goes straight down like i don't really get there's a weird we'll look to see who bought the short on that yeah and it's not nancy so pelosi weird. yeah um, we drug gotta be ads, done here, right? Drug, oh no, I got a lot. Oh my god, drug ads are crazy, right? Oh my god, I was just gonna mention that. Like again, for such a free society, you're one of the only two in the world that lets your drug companies influence your people via your news networks wow. and your television. I would argue sets, that is you know? freedom, but it's just like. <laughs> I mean, your doctor should tell you about the drugs. A drug company doesn't have to tell you something's out there. Like, oh, I didn't know that existed, but maybe I need that. Go, go ask your doctor. Is that the argument? Is that why they're able to do that? Because they can just say it's we're a drug company and we're American and it's our freedom to it's, do this. It's, it's dollars. That's I mean, fucking bonkers. Kamar just said the that most. Is Kamar just mentioned the most. That's the craziest thing. Is you should never go into your doctor looking for a specific drug. Well, yeah, because I would go in going for steroids or fucking oxygen. No, but I like, mean, sometimes uh, you, know, you could. Okay, well, totally. But sometimes you could, Matt. Like, if A, somebody you know has gotten a good react, they have the same sickness as you do. Or what? I have a psoriasis on my elbow. Gross. Thanks, get, man. <laughs> I got recommended by some doctor. Yeah, a, a cream. A spray, actually. Oh, interesting. When he first gave it to me, I'm like, this is gonna, this is psychotic. I've Not never seen work. an aerosol spray for any sort of ailment. Matt, it made it clear up in two minutes. Interesting. I, I saw my uncle a couple of weeks ago. Did you have ago. suicidal thoughts? Anal bleeding? No, none of that. <laughs> I saw my uncle a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and he had psoriasis on his elbow, just like mine. I could see it, and he was sitting there itching at it. He gave and a couple I, spritzes? No, and I said, um, do you have psoriasis? And he's like, yeah, it's driving me crazy. I said, I'm going to take a picture of the bottle. I'm going to send it. So that would be an example of when you would go in looking for something. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was a long way. Fine. I think, I think the, friend referrals but are But also, a if anybody different. has psoriasis and they want to know about this medication, I'm happy to send them the... Uh, a, a screenshot. How would they get a won't actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a broken promise. What a guy. What a fucking guy. Yeah. Um, I'll send it to Kamar and he can send it to you. So I thought it was interesting. T Tim Poole talked about it last week too. But if you if you if you were to test positive for um, COVID, HIV, no for COVID, COVID, yeah, and go to the hospital, go, I got COVID. They go, okay, go home. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> like there are no therapeutics. Even we, even though Joe said there's monoclonal antibodies, I've remained all these things. They're that it's vaccine and pray. Unless you're like dying and then they put you on the ventilator and you're probably on your way out. I find that a little suspect at this point that is just a vaccine and pray. Yeah, that's bullshit. Okay. That's bullshit. I'm we with have you an agreement. Yeah, oh. you can hit the button there. We have an agreement. Because after listening to Jamie Metzel, mm -hmm. all things should be on the table. You should get the vaccine and you should be able to get the therapeutics, therapeutics. if you get sick. But no, it's And good luck. if there's an anti or whatever, uh, what is it called? The condom one, uh, prophylactic, you should be able to take that too. Yeah. Like, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do the other things. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't get 
But obviously, meaning the vaccine the mentality is, and it shouldn't mean you don't get the monoclonal antibodies. The, the, the obviously, my tell though is if we have anything's on the table that is going to sway people, possibly against vaccination, so we can't. Which I think listen, is just if ivermectin is stupid. four cents a fucking dose, and you can take it as a prophylactic, we should all be taking it for sure, as well as be vaccinated. Which is how Africa has the lowest rate. Like, who would have thunk? You thought they'd be dropping like flies. Oh, that's. I'm sorry. That's tasteless. I mean, I would like to know, though, those African numbers. I would like to know if it's like... How many census offices are there in Africa? Well, <laughs> well, this is- the, problem with, um, the problem with ivermectin is we still don't even know. Like, again, you're just... The same way you want, we want to dismiss it, like, or whatever, there's no concrete evidence well, you, that... There is no problem with ivermectin. It just might not be that... But it 40, just might not work. Forty million people have taken it, so it's safe. That's all. That's all. There's, well, again, there no, I like, don't think it's good to take any medicine if you don't need it. You know what I mean? So, is ivermectin safe for you to take if you have Nile virus? For sure. Does it mean that it's good for you to take just willy nilly? I don't know. I think, no, but Kamar's point is with that many doses given out. Um, Ah, whatever. Well, again, I don't know. We're not doctors. I don't know know what the dose would be. Is the dose the same that you would take for river blindness as you would for a COVID prophylactic? Simon's on the phone with the doctor right now. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea, Simon. I I have no idea either. You don't ask us. Uh, So, anyways, Joe asks Matt Tybee, how do we. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go on. Go on. Go on. (laughs) No, just hold on one second. Because I I meant to mention this earlier. <laughs> the other day they were talking about Canada giving away a bunch of vaccines to yeah. other countries. Did mm-hmm. you see this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, they're giving away. I wonder what they're giving away. Is it is it the Pfizer? Is it the Moderna? Yeah. It was something called like Viavax or Novavax. 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 That's I was the like, one. That's I've never even heard of this before. Apparently, that's the one that's closest to a vaccine. Really? Apparently. Well, that's the one they're giving away. Well, that's the one we should have Interesting. Um, well, wasn't AstraZeneca the same as the Novavax? I thought that was, it wasn't uh, one of the new ones. Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, and the Novavax, I think, are the closest in that area of vaccines versus MNRA inhibitors or whatever. I don't so know. So we're definitely, I mean, I've already had it, but everybody will be getting a third shot. They just approved it for 18 plus as of January 1st. And great, can't wait. Yeah, no, no. I mean, chances are, I don't know who said this, like, but this you'll probably just get a shot every six that's, months that's for the next little while, anyways. I would imagine the fact that it meant we could get rid of them, not get vaccinated, so it's all pointless. <laughs> if we could get rid of the masks, but it I would keep getting the fucking shots. I will say this, I'm happy though, to do it. I was in a wall, get rid of the masks. I was in a Walgreens in the States, and the announcement on the PA was like, just a reminder, if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. If you're double vaxxed, it's mask optional. No way. Yeah, and I was See, like, well, that's, that's awesome. Fucking- and I'm an honest Let's person, do that, so. Man. <laughs> Anyways. Well, no, the way it should work is that if you don't get vaxxed, you get like a V put on your yeah. forehead, and then, you know, yeah. everybody will know because your mask will be up or down. I was, I was talking to a friend who thinks that CNN is in the process of cleaning house and trying to go back to a more journalistic, just the facts. Like they, they, they know they've gone too far. Cuomo, Lemon's going to probably go. Because uh, as Matt Tammy said, there's just, um, they need some sort of moral rectitude. In journal- like, rectitude? I know. Ooh. As you said, it sounds, I love, it sounds sexy. Is- <laughs> well, you know what? They'd have to do it now 
because they still have people like my dad, you know what I mean, who haven't left them yet, but who's probably real close with some of the fucking shenanigans. I don't think they have much longer. He thinks he to- thinks they're in the process of, of doing that. But apparently Mike Wallace just quit Fox and is going to CNN, so we'll see. Um, then Joe asked Matt how this happened. Like, how, how did journalism become so fucking shitty? And he said it was all the president's men that made celebrities mm. out of journalism. Hunter S. Thompson was a journalist, and I was like, cool. And then he said primary colors, which you guys both saw? No. I don't even, I can't remember Fine. that Fuck. Fuck I'm sorry. Hey, all. can it you? Does about her, it does about this? How about this? It does about her. It does about her. It does about her. They mentioned a movie about its primary colors, John Travolta, and it's, it's basically reporters on the beat with Bill Clinton- he cheats on his wife, and it just and it sexied up being close to the president. I got another movie. Don't worry. I thought this might happen. Um, no, but he got angry. Like it's you're angry that no, I haven't I seen a movie. No, I know you've seen it. Well, no, maybe you, you. No, I know you've seen it. I, like a million years ago. Yeah, I, okay, I can't remember okay, anything okay. about that it. Change it two seconds from no, I haven't seen it. You've seen it. You you're off the hook. But I know you saw. <laughs> It was right in the middle of Travolta's big comeback. Everyone saw it. Get the fuck out of here. You probably saw Bullworth, too. Um, you probably saw Bullworth, too. I definitely haven't seen Bullworth. Point What's being, Bullworth? journalists cannot be friends with those they cover. No, if they have any legitimacy be, yeah. whatsoever, the story is more important than the friendship. It's well, like and it gu- goes both ways, because look at the guy who got stranded during the Icelandic volcano there and cracked the whole story on that... Um, no, I, I'm listening. He got embedded I, with the troops. Oh, the yeah, general yeah, yeah. said yeah, too much. Yeah. Unger, Sebastian yeah, you, Unger. You, you, no, you, 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 if you're doing it the right way, is you can't even be close to them. Like it's it's almost a battle. Almost famous. I truth. thought that was the movie you were gonna go with. We did that. Already. We did. That oh, we already. did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, last week or two. Weeks last ago. week. Yeah. Um, That's how much we probably did it during Tim Pool. There you go. <laughs> and last but not least. The Colbert Report was the coolest thing ever, right? No, I still like The Daily Show more. Yeah, I never watched The Colbert Report. But oh, but I liked the char- that character. Was Listen, funny that that character was birthed on The Daily Show. Yeah, and I liked it there. And I, I I agree with you. It was I watched it, and I it was leaps and bounds better than whatever he's done in the last decade. And now what he's doing is insufferable. But he was always that guy. Well, I the, I'll I'll say this. He I heard him in an interview like. He was. He said he's like I always wanted to be Letterman. That was. I, I understand that. But yeah, what he's become is not. Yeah. And they talk about him and Chuck Schumer dancing. Yeah. If you look it up on YouTube, there's a great video on the same day. Is this? It's the, they're dancing in the park, and at the same time, the uh, evacuation of Afghanistan is going on. And so they clip back to like people screaming at the wall, and then they're doing the rumba, and it's just sort of piece of shit they are. Podcast killed the talk show. Read. Yeah, it seems like, that I used, way, yeah. I used to tune into Letterman or even Leno or whatever every night. Like, it seemed the only time you get it inside, and you know it was all canned, and the producer said, we'll tell the story about the fishing trip, but it seemed like you got to know people. But See, it's after funny. podcasts, it's out the window. It's funny you mention that, because, like, The Daily Show, they always had interviews, and that's when I tuned it off. That's when I turned it off. I liked the first 15 minutes when they just did their, like, bits. And then once they interviewed someone, like, I don't know, I never, I like the long form interview. So I'm with you. I prefer interviews like that. It's like, but this is like something that everyone wanted that they didn't know they needed till yeah, it yeah, became mainstream. Yeah. And now here we are doing a podcast about a podcast. Go fuck yourself. Rate it, boys. 
Uh, I give it a two. I also give it a two. I give it a one because he brought nothing to the table. I love Matt Taibbi, but it was the exact same pod. It was Joe asked the exact same question as Tim Pool to Matt Taibbi. And Matt Taibbi knew less because he just wasn't into th- those things. And they didn't talk about Ghislaine Maxwell at all, which is almost suspect because it's going on right now. Yeah. Well, it's because Eric Weinstein's being uh, called to the stand. Great. Really? Put it out there. Yeah. For what? Well, apparently he knows Weinstein better than he admits, I think. No, he knows um, Pinker. He's the head doctor at Teal Capital, Eric Weinstein. Weinstein knows Epstein better than he admits. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yes. All right, well, that's uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay a couple bills, and uh, we'll be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, Do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, It's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, You can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, This is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, As well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, We know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, No one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, They may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, They offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, as you name it. That's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, Anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, The website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, They have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Long Game with LZ and Leitch. We are delighted to bring you this new sports podcast The intersection of sports, culture, and politics is at the heart of the new weekly podcast, The Long Game with LZ and Leitch, because sticking to just sports in 2021 is simply not possible. Sports extends beyond what happens on the field, court, or pitch. It's in everything. 
which is why LZ Granderson and Will Leitch cover the expanding world of sports and how the events on the field affect events off the field and vice versa. New episodes are out every Wednesday, so you can head over to therecount.com or your preferred podcast platform to listen to all episodes right now. Again, that's therecount.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is called The Long Game with LZ and Leitch. Go check them out. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. Don't forget to go check them out. Link will be in the description. Now back to the show. We're back. Thank you to The Long Game. And thank you to BetterHelp. Go check both of them out. Kamar, name and a number. 1746 Blair White Project. Was that the movie? Blair Witch. Blair Witch, but close. Close enough. Uh, Yeah. Uh, My favorite transgender person. (laughs) The people who did the Blair Witch Project did a Bigfoot movie, I believe, called Hoax. Glad we got to tie that in. Um, (laughs) Again, this goes under the category of... Hey, fuck you. I hear you. You've, uh, you've acknowledged my statement. You're taking it in. You I hear accept you. it. I hear you. Yes. Um, get some help. Um, Blair this White. Fucking guy. I don't think brought anything. This is just a conversation. Again. Just come out and say it. You're a fucking. Attracted uh, to her. No, you're I don't. a trans hater right off the start. No, we no. can get away with that altogether and just move on. Kamar, it didn't feel like a conversation. It felt like if you fed AI all of Joe's episodes for the last year and then asked AI to have a conversation with Joe. With a bunch of bitches thrown in there. Yeah. Bitch, please. Bitch that. You can't wear that, bitch. Um, I thought Joe was a dick when they, they start off talking about roadkill and stuff. And Blair says, I saw two elks. And Joe's like, those were not elks. Those were not elks. They're not elks. I am an elk. I am an elk expert. Those were white-tailed like, deer. Breaks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's got a fucking antler. They're not found in this part of the country. It's I so would know. funny because as soon as he said that, I was like, "Dude, take it easy." <laughs> like yeah. they were fucking creatures with hooves, you know. <laughs> Anyone can. It's an honest mistake, Joe. Joe's did, like, "What did, did they? Did, did they, they take, have antlers? <laughs> they took away your ability to spot a fucking elk with your dick, you dumb bitch." And then he's Whoa. too much. All yeah. right, I'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much. And That's then, fine. Then he said the story about the guy that hits the deer and it goes flying over, which I've heard that every year. Do you hear that story every year? Yeah. That someone hits a deer and it goes over yeah. the car into the other one? Well, I usually hear that it goes into their own car, but yeah, I guess I've heard that one. I hear too. that often. And Isn't it also that you're if you think you're going to hit a deer, you're supposed to speed up? So it so, you, so exactly so that happens. Sure so it kills the guy behind you. Yeah, it's kind of the same rationale of if the three of us are out and a bear comes, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun the two of you. Oh, I thought it was trip one of us, and then either way, I just got to make <laughs> you better. Sure hope the bear kills me if you trip me because I'm going to remember that. <laughs> um, but what I've heard is the worst is the deer goes through the windshield and is still alive. Oh, and it's just like so, bucking around. Jesus Christ. Like, Calm down, dear. Calm well, down. I'll open the door. I'll have let you, you ever seen a video of like a deer getting into somebody's like kitchen or into a trailer, let's oh, say? Yes. yes and nightmare. they just fucking go They're all over nuts. the place. Yeah. Imagine them doing that to your innards inside your car. You know? It's in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah just fucking causing a good. real mess. Like Matt said, speed up. <laughs> the, <laughs> just the, gun it. Here's the situation, though. Okay. You're driving down the road. Okay. You hit a deer. Yeah. 
you hit it. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Okay. It doesn't like go through your window. You just kill it. It's dead on, on arrival, but it's not dead. Okay. Okay. What do you do? You're in your car. Just, just it's just you, Matt. You, Kamar. What do you do? I hit a deer. It's not dead. Yeah. I, I have kick no it. Weapon. I kick it to death. It's it's lame. Though, if right? you're okay, let's say you're in your car and you have a fucking bat. Do you bash that animal to death? Is my car trashed? Does it matter? Well, if there's not a bump, what else? The deer's like <laughs> breathing funny and sort of whining and wheezing. You yeah. back over I, it again. You try to kill it. Yeah. Any, any, anyway, necessary. If I had a gun, I, I'd try to shoot what it. What does that have to do with, like, so hold on a second. If he fucked up your car, you'd be, like, way more inclined to beat the shit well, out he, of that It's deer. an easier decision for him, I was trying to be comical, but uh, okay. there's no room for that. Uh, you I'll edit that out, too. <laughs> but what if you don't have a bat? Like, what do you do? Well, there's got to be a rock well, nearby. Got antlers, you don't want to get too yeah, close, right? One. Rock, that's, that's a good one. It, it yeah, could hurt you big rock. to kill it. Yeah. Well, that's just it. You can't get too close to it, right? It depends if it's a Bambi or a So you throw the first big rock on its neck to weigh the head down. Then you have an easier shot with the second oh, giant rock. Oh, speaking of throwing a rock onto somebody's head, you know what I finally watched is a Parasite. Great Insane. movie. I told you. Great movie. Did you watch I it I can't dubbed? believe it won the Academy Award, but great movie. Did you watch it dubbed no, or with no, subtitles? No, just with the subtitles. How'd so. you feel about the toilet that was the highest point in the room? What, what an amazing design feature. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was up with that? I think they just fit everything in. I think it's then easier to like just take a bucket of water. I mean, that was the craziest scene in the whole movie when they go back into the house through the shit and she's just sitting on top of the toilet while it's spewing fucking shit out. I was just like, oh, it was a a crazy movie. Sorry, sorry, I got really excited there, but I forgot. You did uh, get excited. It really was a good movie. Yes, yes, it was. It reminded me it had the same kind of tone as um, Squid Game. Yeah, Maybe it's because the guy from was South from Korea? Squid Game. And they're both Korean movies? Maybe right? it's because the guy the was... Dad, the dad was the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't recognize well, yeah, him. My son had to tell me. Oh, cool. And, and, and it's go, just, you feel, you feel, again, now you're an expert on South Korea, as you're an expert on Italy. Yes, well, I've you, watched you know the movie I mean? twice, so... And you've seen the streets of Korea. I know exactly like how I their political there. system works. Naturally. Exactly. I, I, know know. How, I know how they run all their labs and exactly what kind of experiments they're doing. Of course. And there's no heroes or villains sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like who's, who's in the right, who's in the wrong? No, it's, uh, yeah. And you know, like the last time I wanted to find out um, about Australia's kind of system, how they did their lab testing, I watched Crocodile Dundee. So that made me an expert. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How that functioned. Fair dinkum. Uh, When Blair was. um, (laughs) Good on that. When Blair was uh, four years old, someone called her a faggot. And Joe wanted to know who exactly that was. So he could go find him. Who, who called you a faggot for? Joe was my mother. Joe goes, yeah, was oh, my no, mother. No, 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 no. That wasn't it. She said my classmate called me in kindergarten. I know. I, and that's why he was interested. Because that didn't really make any sense. Because I was thinking back to kindergarten. I mean, here's, hold on though. Nobody Let's back this up a word. second. I got called a faggot. But not in kindergarten. Maybe. In kindergarten, you were like fucking... Think about kindergarten. Okay, fine. Maybe know. not in kindergarten. No. My point, though, is like if you... Some kids can't even talk yet. I get it. It hurts more if you are actually gay, probably. That's got to sting more. But like, I don't know anyone that wasn't called a faggot growing up. Not a single person. And she sort of alluded that it was just obvious to everyone that I was different in some way, and that's how it manifests itself. I just thought it was interesting that Joe wanted to know exactly 
Yeah, was tell me her. the name on this show. Say their name out loud. Oh, yeah, and I Let's make it, them lose I, their job. I thought it was more that he was like he couldn't believe that a kindergarten kid. That's, that's was why we do the podcast. That's true. I wouldn't. You and wouldn't. That think. was my thought too. Yeah. I didn't say it out loud like that. No, but uh, you should have. I wasn't interviewing her. So the Jislaine uh, Tracker anything. on Twitter got pulled. Did you see that? Interesting. So this was a Twitter account. I think in the first week got 700,000 followers. It was just basically reporting yeah. almost secondhand a la Tim Pool information it knew. You know what I mean? I don't think it was someone in the actual courtroom and it got pulled. Giant conclusions why that was. They said the reason. What could the reason possibly be? That uh, they, they don't, don't want, want us knowing. Caring about it. Yeah, it's fucking obvious. They said this is. They went back to some other tweets that from this account or whatever. It seemed to be suspicious. Maybe it was a bot. So for um, a bot just giving information, a lack of misinformation. Um, ah, the old info bot. I'm really curious to see how that all turns out, though. Which the Ghislaine Maxwell thing? Like, well, at least you are. No one else is. In the end, they're gonna have. There's gonna have to be some sort of punishment resolution i don't even if it's not a punishment like what is gonna happen my prediction nothing go ahead is if you wait in jail for your trial time served when when you're whatever when you get sentenced that's time served as matt just said which means like if you're there for two years it's four years because you're in limbo so they they, get, they double it and i think that's what's gonna happen you're gonna say you're in so you're going to get three, three years sentence or whatever. You were in jail for a year. That's two and a half. You're out in six months. That, that's what I think. On good behavior. And, and that just makes it, we that's, got her. We got her. Possible. And the sentences. I don't know, though. Like, possible. if that's the case, there's going to be a lot of, I would assume, public outrage. Depends how it's covered. Is there? I don't even think served. anybody knows she's in court right now. Well, again, if there was a bot with 700,000 followers in a week. Do you think because it was confirmed that, I mean, we've known this forever, whatever, Clinton was on the plane 26 times, that all the news organizations have been clamoring him for an interview and he's just refusing to speak about it or they don't even bother? Clinton? You were mentioned in this trial. What Do you know anything? Do you have anything added helpful? But wasn't there some news network that was like, we had the story a year before and we were told not to run it? That was ABC, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we know there's higher ups that are like, we're not we're not going to cover this, right? I, I, I put it up there with... There's uh, still people you're saying that are fighting the lab leak thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's still people who couldn't care less about this. I guess. And yeah. may care about Kyle Rittenhouse or, or whatever other story that's just a hot topic. Like there's no personal investment in this. Obviously, we've been sort of riding this for three years. and It's almost like Q getting exposed. The end of this is going to be like what's... Unless some blockbuster thing comes out, it's going to be over. And we'll move on, as we do. I mean, again, the, the really interesting thing will be like, if Trump is heavily implicated in this case, does that affect him with his base? No. At, at this point, the tribes are... Because that's, that's a weird one to me, because they were like, he's going to empty the swamp of all these pedophiles, and like, if it's proven that he's part of this ring... Or I'd say this, if it was just him, no. If... Hillary went down too, and they said all these people got to go. Maybe, maybe that'd be enough because I don't think people love him. Because well, no, there's no way it's going to be just him. Because there's other people now coming up in the Republican Party that are just as fucking 
grotesque or what, whatever you want to say is offensive. You know what I mean? Like taking a page out of his book and just amplifying it more as they do. Uh, they talked about, um, speaking of the cancer culture, Milo. That's, he never recovered, hey? Dude, I, saw, I saw him on a Christian shopping network the other day. So weird, eh? You don't know what? anymore. Yeah. By the way, like, on our Patreon, no camera, on our Patreon, we did a throwback of Milo. Check that out. So what was he doing on the Christian shopping Selling network? stuff, Anything obviously. for money. Yeah. That's <laughs> trying yeah. at. Trying I'm to so pay the confused. bills. So did he really go straight? Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, do you really have to go straight? Was he really the ultra gay, crazy guy conservative? Or was he just found a lane? Uh, I think he's gay, for sure. But did he really believe abortion was so horrible or whatever? Or did he just... He had all the talking points. He was the first. Hmm. like, And it actually ties into Blair White. Because at the end, he's like, well, how'd you get discovered? It was like Alex Jones. They didn't say it this way. But Alex Jones used Blair White for him. See, I have a transgender person, so I can't be against them. Not put her on, and that's the only reason she exists. She offers nothing, but she's a transgender person who says, no, no, but do you, do you, like, I don't think Candace owns I know what you're saying. She's a transgender. <laughs> I like Blair White. She's a, she's a transgender person that tends to toe the line for that the, the more conservative it's like side. You say, like a Larry Elder or, or whatever you want. Like that, all the, people using The token trans person. Thank Is you. that what you're getting who, who doesn't, who falls in line more with what we're saying than what they're saying. Like she, this, Blair White's big thing was the Jessica Yablanik, the chick who wanted her balls shaved in Vancouver. <laughs> Remember that story I talked about? Yeah. And she, Blair White was a big one going, this is just a deranged dude who's trying to abuse the system. So yeah. you get all these people on her side, yeah. just like a Jordan Peterson thing. <clears throat> um, then they talked about what Vice used to be. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like, he used to go behind lines. I was like, no, he used to go to clubs yeah, they used a to do of coke. drugs and vomit, yeah. and like how to fuck a girl, and how to get, how to get rid of a dead hooker's body or whatever. Like what Vice used to be. They'd show nerds in track shorts, and dude, I remember they had like a the hipster bible. Do you remember the? I remember it often ended with a bunch of photos of blonde people, and it was gay, straight, or German, and you had to just choose. It was wrong, right? It well, was, it was it, like it, whatever. It, it was not. No, sorry. It was not as woke. <laughs> yeah. It was wrong. Well, no, by today's standards, yeah. what you should say. Oh, or, it wasn't woke at all. All people. So yeah. It's gone 860. Oh, it's gone around the moon new, and back. New yeah. universe. Um, Alex Jones talked about how he's right morning is wrong, but should you be judged by the sum of your mistakes? Like you say, the hook just. I mean, every so many other platforms have gotten things wrong, but is that just, no, that one's egregious, sorry. It's unforgivable. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. Joe did like a real good job of just being like, he was in a bad place in his life and drinking. Like, well, how do you know that he's not often in a bad place and drinking when he's saying any number of things? Like it's, I don't know. I mean, again, Alex Jones should be held to the, if he considers himself a journalist who's like exposing things, he should be held to the same standard. I mean, should you be harassing the families of a tragedy? Nope. Probably not. And I don't think any news network, aside from camping outside of their house for weeks on end, which you could argue is just as bad. There were there were so many other conspiracies going on at the same time as Sandy Hook. He really didn't need to focus all that. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's not like it was the only game in town and... 
So it's there too was bad. plenty of things. That he just—it is a calculated, uh, a miscalculation by Alex Jones. And it's, un, and it's unforgivable. I don't know whether it's unforgivable or not. I just my it, deranged thinking was that if he didn't do that, all those parents lose their kid and go on with life. But because he did that, now he's got to pay them all out. So they're getting some restitution. So in a weird way, I mean, he can't replace a child. I mean, he's not going to pay them out. He's going to go or bankrupt. Insurance, hopefully, or well, th- that might be the final act if he if it comes out that he he settled with them and then fucks him over through bankruptcy or something i mean he's gonna have to claim bankruptcy because they're <laughs> I have probably gonna think he might go to jail uh i don't know about that i doubt for, it not in the states there's no way for what he's what he's done or, or um threatening or inciting violence like i think it could be construed as a imprisonable offense you know I don't think so. I'm not sure even what I don't he know. was accused of then. I think this is all being done in civil courts right now, Kamar. And I don't think you can go to jail for that. I don't know. I don't know. I have a friend. I, like I said, I, not me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm I, just saying. I'm just saying. In my eyes, Alex Jones is still hilarious and whatever. And he knows what he's wrong. And he's apologized for it. Life, life goes on. He's, I think he's going to have to settle some money. He's going to hurt him financially. But I really don't know or follow him. Uh, then Blair White said that she's the most feminine person who's ever been in the studio. And I'd argue that Michael Malice is more <laughs> Blair White. Hey, but I'm ching, but I'm ching. I'm trying hey, to uh, think though, like feminine people who have been in the studio, some really like Barry Weiss. Um, Jules got bigger balls than Blair White. Well, Jules more okay. I I don't know. Like, has he had a porn star on? Has he had, like, a supermodel on? a porn star feminine? He had, uh, I don't know. Yeah, what do we consider feminine? I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not walking into this one. Yeah, I was going to say. Michael Malice is the most feminine. Um, I like the joke either way, Kamar. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're very welcome. I don't welcome. like when you come with these written jokes. No bits. Kamar, this is a strict no-bit zone. It's a, this is, should be all <laughs> this is, improv. This is a bitless zone. <laughs> See the rest of us? We don't have papers in front of us. We're writing what are you jokes coming in prepared? advanced. Yeah. Uh, in do advanced. You, do you, in advance. Do you find it interesting if you hear people talking about, they have to be unvaxxed, about how they're um, inconvenienced? Say be able to go somewhere or show this, but if you are vax, you're like I don't even know. I don't feel you. Do, do you know what I mean? Like before I got vax, oh I can't go here, can't go there. Like that was inconvenient to me. But now that I'm vax, I can go there. I just it's not an issue. Like whether you're anti-vax or whatever, <laughs> life is easier now that you're vaxed. And so all these little things that you these they complained about are it's just not a, it's a non-issue. I mean, life is still shit, faxed or not, right now. Life is what it is. We still have to wear masks. Love is pain. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm so interested. I thought it was uh, um, optional, but it's, it's the governor. Drink apparently, it's smoke it's in your state. Hand, smoke. Apparently, it's state mandated. So across the state of Nevada, you have to wear um, you have to wear a mask. But again, like I said, we went to South Point Hotel and. It was literally like walking into Yellowstone Ranch and not a mask in sight. But again, when you go to a restaurant, like, no, you're not wearing a mask. You're nope. eating food. Yeah. The only person wearing the mask is the fucking server. Like, the whole thing is backwards with the mask. Yeah, I went to, we ate many spots. And again, as soon as we sat down, food or not, the mask was off. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's 
listen, this is all a charade at this point, right? Well, that's what I thought when I went to that place where I work, yeah. EY Center, there was an hour long um, orientation about all these new things, like the way they're going to be cleaning surfaces, how you have to say where you are. So in case someone gets it, we can isolate all this stuff, which I think is total bullshit. Like you're not doing anything, but it's so these motions are going through and then we're up there for a dinner for 1200 people. And some people are masked and some people walk with a glass without a, like it's, it's all this weird optical theater of like, none of this makes sense. But again, like he said, and now you have to clean surfaces. Like some things are good. You know what I mean? No, no, we already clean surfaces, but there's <laughs> the, special ionization did, did machines. But yeah, they would do. just reuse the dishes from service to service. Not there. Now, are you now they now they have to wash them. Like get the fuck. Well, out we of know town. you get out. <laughs> we know things like you don't get out of service anymore. But they have all these things that are like don't apply. Like, yeah, no. But I, they I, are COVID I, protocols. I understand. I understand. Someone's making money somewhere. The fucking glass uh, shield people. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I saw a lot of those. What a fucking what a good year it's been for glass shield people plexiglass has <laughs> never if you had like stocks in the plexiglass market you would be killing it right yeah now. you'd be doing really and you could well. never say that before it's well, true like i said rob ford owns a sticker factory and that's where all those things on the floors and grocery stores came from mm-hmm. apparently well those things can be printed at any print shop just by the buy but he knew lockdowns were coming so he got the contract by the buy Oh, he got the contract. Yes. Rob yes. Ford's own company can get the contract for, for the government. Ron you think Terrio. that that's not just going to be so fucking obvious? Uh, $200 million got given out to people who don't deserve it. I don't think anything's obvious right now. Come on. Back, that's a conspiracy back theory. Back me up here. That, well, that, just, that sounds like a bunch of fucking hooey to This me. goes right to my next point. Year after year, decade after decade, we find out that uh, you know government agencies, pharmaceutical companies do shitty things. Yeah. And there's some weird, uh, even though nothing's been done and there's never been consequences, they have all come together and they don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Then five years later, we'll find out they were fucking, like it's it's a weird disconnect that we have that they're competent now. Whereas we know they, they, they've always fucking up or they're always doing something shady. Agreed? The pharmaceutical companies? Or government or FBI or CIA. Okay, yeah, agreed. Well, you're sure they're doing shady shit with winds of change. Yes. And just, your brain goes, but now, I mean, that's changed. That, that was a long oh, time ago. We're, ta- we're talking about the vaccine now. Or anything. It, it, I mean, probably. It's across the board. Like, do, do you know what I mean? No, and, I don't know what well, you Well, then mean. They, brought up, they brought up the example of Tuskegee. Yeah. yeah. Where they gave them syphilis for yeah. like 10 years. Like, like unfathomable. That it happened, and it's like, why do we all of a sudden think they're they got their shit together now and they're doing us right? And times have changed because we just want to for our sanity, right? I, I don't know. Well, I just don't know what the is the alternative fucking that we riot and attack the fucking capital. I guess but I'm just black lives hold on. matter. Me too for the but rest the, of us, Kamar. I guess my, my the difference is like the Tuskegee experiment. 
is a small sample experiment. They're not doing it on the entire population, four billion. Well, what are they doing somewhere else? Well, sure. I'm listen. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're without fucking and fault. And they did horrible shit in other places. Just look at like Planned Parenthood. Listen, like, I'm the, well aware. The Hold list on. is fucking endless. I get I'm it. I'm just not saying on this scale. That's my only issue. And you know what, Kamar, you're probably absolutely right. They probably are fucking us on this one too. No, not probably. I Definitely. just like Definitely. Definitely. The alternative of like ransacking the government. It you I got did, turned into Ted Nugent. Where, where where are we here? You know I what know. I mean? I do not know. I just think it's interesting that year after year we're like, yeah, but I mean, not this time. No, this time too, <laughs> probably. Time. Every time. It's every time. Yeah, it, it really is every time. I hope um this is the last time I hear Joe say this week monoclonal antibodies. I can't hear it anymore. I can't hear it anymore. I can't hear it Not anymore. Not of his mouth. And unless, they're, and unless they're available to me, I don't want to hear yeah. about them anymore. <laughs> I want We should go through and we should bleep them out of every episode. I like that. Um, the Biden clock is ticking. Like his actual human clock? Do you, well, do you think he's going to finish this out? This term? or he, It's been a year. Well, he'll days. definitely finish the year. Yeah. He's yeah. got to January 6th. Yeah, it's not that much longer. But do you think he'll make it all four? Um, I don't know. Like, I, are you putting an over-under on this? So I, it could, I don't think it could be a death pool because I, I think they keep him alive, even though he was dead, like Weekend of Birdie style. It's, when, it's when they pull him and Kamala becomes president. Well, that's, that's me. The, do you that's not me. remember? Yeah, that's me. This is what I'm asking, part. though. Do you not remember there was a movie in the 90s with, Kevin Klein called Dave where yes yes he was he a single looked, president wasn't he no so the president had a wife but they were like they never spoke or anything he was super cold to her and then they found this look-alike that was like identical to the president and the president ended up getting sick with cancer or something so they insert this new guy as like a stand-in and the wife catches on because he's like looking at her ass like he touches her thigh and she's like I know you're not my husband anyway the point is is like that was the whole point of the movie that if they ever found if if anything ever happened to the president, they would just find a, a lookalike and insert that person in. That poor geriatric if they gotta be the Joe Biden lookalike. Um the one thing I take with a grain of salt is I do remember Reagan and he was completely not there. Okay. He'd fall asleep in meetings and like forgetful. So this isn't a precedent. And also Boris Yeltsin. Was the drunkest person in the world until <laughs> he died. <laughs> Running Russia, though. But you know what I mean? Like, deep state, there's deep state everywhere, and it's sort of silly to put too much into what a president's able to do or wh- how many fingers and stuff are in there. I haven't visited Russia, but I have seen Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure I understand exactly how. That's a good example. functions over there. <laughs> Then, I'm glad to hear that. When are we doing the movie game? Uh, it's I'm glad you Wow, asked. look at this guy. Walk down and fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it? You finally saw it? <laughs> no, but Jesus I know the re- I've heard the reference, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> you fucking still haven't watched Colors, you motherfucker. Watch Guys, I was gone all week, and yeah, we're supposed to... You know what, Simon... Just fucking uh, wait for the movie game, okay? Make it organic, you piece of shit. That was hilarious. Then, that um, might have been the funniest thing you've ever said. Then, unfortunately, Blair wanted to share her DMT experiences. 
which I think yeah. is just... It's redundant at this point, Blair. You should late, know right? better. I was going to say that. Thank you for reminding me, Kamar. If one day I do do DMT... Yeah. You're not going to bring it up on Rogan. You have to forbid me from talking about it to anybody. Okay. No, because just on the air. No, it just sounds terrible. Like, you obviously can't... Express what express you're seeing. Express the, the, what it is. Yeah. So don't even try. But now... But give up. With a number of... Uh, and I won't either. With the number of DMT stories out there, you can regale a spot-on experience. Or... If you heard enough key words, you say to someone, like, oh, you've done it. Or maybe oh, it's a bias it. thing now where when Joe says, this is what I saw, other people go in thinking, this is what you're supposed to see, oh. and then see just that. I don't think so. Nobody should talk about their experiences. I'm going to break the rule here. I don't think so because I saw the L's before I heard the L's. Like the gesture, whatever that one thing that I saw. You it saw before, it before you heard I it heard on Joe it Rogan. Described by someone. Gotcha. So, and and that's where I agree with her, which is like, well, it's the same thing. Like, because the, the biggest thing is back to consciousness. We were talking about last week. But was, but just sorry, I'm sorry. Just one thing. Did you or did like maybe uh, the person who did it with you had done it and they had seen it or I don't know. The person you know? I did with told me nothing. Nothing okay. about what to expect or whatever. Perfect. And when I saw the elves and I looked at this person, I told you they were like glowing green energy. I could not see a person. But anyways, I digress. I don't want to yes, talk about it. Yes, because never talk about it. Never talk about damn stories. <laughs> yeah. And then they started talking about hormones and um, <laughs> Joe Dry snitched um, Chris Hemsworth, who was in Thor, which I know you guys both saw. And that's where we're at because what you can't watch Primer. It's the Ragnarok. The first Thor. Oh. The time has come Man and Simon, two rags that brings together the budget in the box office. We all know they won't guess the year, and the Patreons are the real winners here at the J.R.P.E. Movie Game. Come on, take it away, baby. Fuck yeah, thanks, Tyler. It's the movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head to see what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make it, and how much you made at the box office this week. We're doing Thor. The first one, directed by Kenneth Branagh. I think there have been four. Really? Four, That's right? interesting, eh? I think it's it four It has the, uh, the Skarsgård father in it, mm-hmm, correct, mm-hmm. Kamar? And Natalie Portman, I believe. Primary Colors was so much more interesting, starring Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston. Isn't he the guy from... Uh... No, no. I was thinking... Um... <laughs> Are you okay? Silicon Valley. <laughs> no, that, that's Middleton. Keep, keep going. Oh, that's Middle Ditch. Dylan yeah. Skazgard. There you go. Calm Fierce. <laughs> Fior, sorry, pardon me. Canadian. Cole, like him. Ray Stevenson, Idris Alba, Kat Dennings, Big Tootsies, Rene Rousseau, and Anthony Hopkins. Chocker block full of actors. Thor, one of the movies... I remember when I was a kid, we always imagined they'd make a real Spider-Man. Funny enough, the next Spider-Man's coming out this week. Because that, just special effects were not at the place when I was a kid. Yeah. Like Batman was the best superhero movie, and even then it was sort of not as good as they are now with CGI and everything. Could never imagine <clears throat> when I collected comics and read Thor that it'd become a movie. So I love this. Do you have a year, Simon? Not yet. Okay. This one is, I didn't like the Thor movies until Ragnarok. 
Ragnarok is a great one. That's the, the one where, he, yeah, he goes to uh, that space and he sees the Hulk and they have to fight in that weird fucking gladiator Thunderdome thing. It's because fucking cool. Because the scene where uh, Ruffalo jumps out of the helicopter <laughs> when he's just Mark Ruffalo and he goes, I, I gotta go. We go, what are you doing? Someone's like, no, watch this. <laughs> and he just splat. That's in what? Ragnarok, isn't it? Is it? I don't remember. Okay, right on. Well, that's your favorite. Right, <laughs> right I on. I said it was my favorite of the Thors. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what we're doing today, so no. buckle so up, kids. I need a year. Um, I have one written down already. I will say... Uh, okay, I'm ready. All right, I have 2013. I said 2007. <sighs> Rhymes with it, 2011. Oh, man. Close, but no cigarette. I already have my numbers written down, so I'm waiting on you. I think this one is pretty easy as a vegetable movie game. Wow. Okay. I think the... I I actually disagree with you. I think the bigger the budget movie, the harder it is. (coughs) I've said too much. Have you seen... uh, It's on Netflix. It's Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) Which one? It's a cowboy movie. It's a Beware, cowboy movie. Where the dog, I think it's called. No, I haven't seen it. It's pretty cool. It's got that guy from uh, Vice in it that I say is ordinary looking. Jesse Plemons. Or... Oh yeah, Jesse Plemons. He's yeah. amazing. I He's really, good. I really like him as an actor. <sighs> Come on, Simon. Just uh, dead air over here. Okay, go ahead. I said it cost a hundred and twenty nine million to make, and it made six hundred and seventy eight million. Whoa. I said it cost ninety-one million to make, and it made three twenty-four. Yeah, you guys are close. It cost one hundred and fifty million dollars to make. Oh, Matt was really close. It made four hundred forty-nine point three oh, million. But he was not close. There. <laughs> That's what I was saying about the big budget ones. Is yeah, like very you can go ones. big budget. You know, like I six hundred and seventy-five, but I'm still two hundred million off. Like, but uh, but I think as far as budget goes, uh, this in this area, it's one fifty, one hundred. Yeah, yeah, maybe two, tops. maybe two fifty if it's a, a if it's like an Avengers flick. Yeah, but the box office is from five hundred million. Well, this is almost to a billion. It almost movies. feels like you know what it should be like if we were making a board game out of this, it would be that it would be a sliding scale as the budget as the box office went up, your margin for error. I've I've never been so fun, had so much fun hosting a game show as this. So but I just want to thank the fans. Does that make sense, Simon? I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I don't well, no, know. what I, it makes total sense, right? Come on, like think about it. Like, so if it's if it if it only grossed like ten million, you have to be within like five hundred thousand, a million. But if it grossed six hundred million or or above, oh no, we've we've discussed this before. It's a percentage, and it, we, I mean, we could accurate, but is that fun? Nothing's fun. Is that fun? Well, he's talking hypothetically. If you made a board, yeah, I said game. if you made he's a board game out of to it. do it, yeah. for no. Our purposes. Make the board game hard as this game. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I mean, I love uh, Anthony Hopkins in this movie, but have you seen him in Silence of the Lambs? Of course. <laughs> I, I thought I was starting that game. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, he, Anthony Hopkins was great in Silence of the Lambs, but I thought he was better in... It has to be movies, right? We can't do TV. He did a TV show? Westworld. Westworld. Okay, we'll give you Westworld. Um, Anthony Hopkins. Jesus Christ. 
Well, oh, uh, Hannibal. He was in the movie Hannibal. Mm-hmm. He was good at Hannibal, but I thought he was amazing in The Bear. The Bear? Yeah, that's the one with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Bear? Um, he was great in The Bear, but I thought he was much better in... Um, remains of the day. Jesus Christ! Uh, no more dead air. This is a terrible. Well, no, I I was like Andy Hopkins. He's been in everything. Yeah, but it's but a I tough one. Exactly. It's exactly this game is. I can't think of any. That's right the now. funny thing about this game is it's way harder than you think, especially when you're on the spot. Yeah. yeah. Like unless it's like a Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. See, it's very tough. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so, yeah, so she talked about DMT and mushrooms and stuff. And Again, all of them are not... St- like, I, I, I fouled on my face last week trying to talk about... I did mushrooms, and it was, you know, harmless. It's but it, this, it just doesn't translate. My excitement, you guys yeah. look at me like, okay, It's whatever. the same thing as when you, like, wake up from a crazy dream. Yeah. And I turn to my wife, and I'm, like, telling her about it, and she's... I can see she's like I don't give a fuck and then but the same thing she'll like tell me about one of her dreams I'm like what are you telling me this for you dreamt it what do I fucking care come to me with real information you know I think it's like kind of same but the one thing I thought is that because of all the talk I think there was a time when I was younger where like my mushroom days are sort of behind me or I thought that you know like I can't do mushrooms anymore that's but you can do them I'm not well you can do you can do whatever the fuck you want but to do weekly, like half a gram or whatever is totally... I take 0.2 every day. It's just except, do, do, do you know what I mean? And not feel like you're crazy. <laughs> and I like that it's become more stream. It can only become more more stream. And it, it's 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 unto itself. And I don't think you should drink. Again, I mushrooms w- really get when I say I do mushrooms it. every day, I'm very... It's 0.2, nothing more. I bear, Yeah, it's more of I just like an even me out. I wouldn't suggest doing a gram of mushrooms every day. That's nope. probably not great for your psyche. I do. I'd recommend doing it once a week or once a month. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, always set and setting, because the ba- the bad trip is always when you go in public, you run into someone you don't know or whatever, and like you think one thing. Like, just, Even then, the bad trip can also up. just be in your head. You can be in the right set and setting and still have a bad trip. I find it more rare. I'm with you. Like the odds of having a bad trip in the right set and setting are slim to none. But I think it can still happen. But they, I think it's like anything else. If your life is in turmoil yeah. and you do mushrooms, you're probably going to have a fucking shitty trip. Yeah. And if you're feeling good about yourself and you do mushrooms, you're probably going to have a really good trip. For me, no matter where I am in my life, the come down is always depressing as fuck. There's no such thing as coming off mushrooms. And I love the come down. I don't really. And I'll tell you why. So I'm jealous. At, because after doing mushrooms, like at around our four and a half, five, you're like, I'm done with this. And you still have another two to go you know what yeah. i mean and when you're done and if it was a really like impactful trip yeah you're just so happy for it to be over i just find that come down is like oh i'm finally coming back to normal and one of the big fears for me always doing uh, psychedelics was what if i never get back to normal mm-hmm. so the fact that i came Knew I was coming down was always like, phew, if I didn't get caught in the alternate world, you know. And do you do your come down with lots of marijuana? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's always lots of marijuana. I did everything involved. with lots yeah. of marijuana. And you My done- mushroom trips involved lots of marijuana. And you haven't done acid. I've never done time. acid. Ever. Ever. Done acid. Ever. I was just talking to that about somebody last night. Um, because my dad, 
my dad, when I was really young, told me that stupid story about acid staying in your spinal column. And how, and that's why people have flashbacks is because a little bit will leak out years later and you'll be like, you know, bonus. So does a joke about that. Like I pay for it twice and I get two things out of it. This is amazing. Might've been normal. Well, I think the idea though, is that it'll be 15 years later and you're a business man and you're, you know, you're not expecting it. And, all of a sudden, you're tripping out. But anyways, I don't even know if it's true. I think it's I, I think I agree though. with you that with mushrooms, the come down is actually in real time. With acid, you got to go to bed. You're not sure. You know what I mean? And I, I wake can, up. I can't. You'll uh, never know. I can't account for it. So. Um, near death experience. I could definitely see you think a lot of things. Depends what the near death experience is. I bet you've had a near death experience and not thought twice about it. I've definitely yeah, like had didn't one know just driving. It was a near death experience at the time. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, driving is a good example where like you could you could go through a green light and not look in your rear view and there could be a car that just barreled through a red and like you know what I mean? That's but there there's a huge difference between that or even like swerving out of the way of a car sure. and let's say um being in a car accident and actually yeah seeing the light yeah yeah i agree like you've been knocked out or whatever or in your case when you had your big sleep like that (laughs) yeah that's true your your what do we call it your nap yeah something like that but you're only conscious that was near death experience after the fact that happened so fast yeah you were like oh this is a near death experience no no um i mean i would you know if you had better like recollection of what went on during your sleep Mm -hmm. your your nap that might be, you know, might be helpful. Well, we'd feel more compassion for you. Oh, okay. A good near death experience is uh, Final Destinations. There's two of them on Netflix. Have you seen those? I don't know what are Final Destinations. That's when they all get on the plane. They're where they're they, supposed to get on the plane. Someone's supposed to die, and then they don't die, and then they all die. But they all have these scenarios where there's all these near deaths. You're like, oh, that's gonna get them. Nope. Oh, that's gonna get them. Nope. Oh, that got them. And it's 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 just campy enough that it's not. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, I, I like them. I like them. Um, I like them. I, I like <laughs> then she lists off her friends. Like my best friend is a little person and my other best friend's a bearded lady. <laughs> like she's went through the gamut of all the freaks. I just thought it was funny, but no judgment. Everyone should go to black church. I've, I've told you guys about black church funerals I've seen. Yeah. You've seen black church. It's the best. You've seen black church. But well, you, no, the you've one, seen it on like YouTube. The you one mean. they showed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. But you're making it seem like you've been to black funerals, just uh, like Whitney Houston or yeah, uh, like famous people. Yeah, but they just it's it's a camera in a church for seven hours. Like it is what it is. It's just the most entertaining, and I think that should be of all the all funerals. The black are. church this, is the most is entertaining. Kind of like you know, because I told you they do speeches. Everyone's sitting down, and then when Stevie Wonder came up, everyone got up. <laughs> well, he's making his heartfelt speech, and they all walk around because <laughs> he can't see them, not listening to him. Is that true? Yes, it's true. I told him to look it up in episode ninety-four. Um, and then the best part, all throughout the years, Joe has already always talked about the comedy community. Yeah, there's a little bit of us, you know. How great it goes! He goes comedians are the biggest backstabbing bitches, <laughs> bitches. Um. In understanding other people, like he just threw all of comedians under the bus yeah. finally to support her because she was talking about online hate and people hating her. And I thought it was full circle that he he came out. He came out. Well, your crew is good. Like the other night, 
it's funny. I, w- I went to see uh, a friend of mine's back from LA. He's doing some dates in Canada. And when I walked in, there was a transgender comic oh. uh, from Ottawa on the stage. Killing. And I said, part of it is they're giving them the benefit of the doubt versus if you are someone else, they might be like, oh, you think you're funny? Mm-hmm. And they were funny. So that combination had a great show. Then my friend, not the guy from LA who was headlining, but another friend went up and ate a dick of silence. <laughs> and then he came back and sat down beside me and, you know, we sort of, it was awkward. I go, hey man, great set. <laughs> we both just started howling. And that's sort of, there's little pockets of like love and like I could say you really a dick there, but it's not like I'm not judging you or whatever. But for the all, everyone hates each other and it's very vindictive. I think that came out with what Joe said from my experience, but it is a problem worrying about what other people are doing or getting in relation to you. I'm better off when I just love everyone and like hope the best for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's just human nature. Like it's one thing to, you know, if you're somebody you know runs a business and they're successful, that's easy for you to accept. But if you're a podcaster and somebody else has a podcast that makes more money than yours. That's harder for you to accept because you're doing the same thing, the same thing. Whereas, you know, I guess a business was a bad idea because I own a business. But (laughs) if, if I, if I know a guy who's a, I do know a guy who's a, um, podcast, a patent attorney. Okay. Like so much money. You know what I mean? It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. He must make bank. Yeah, so much bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just that ma- it makes me jealous, but not half as jealous as if he did the same thing as I of did. Of course, you know? yeah, and still made yeah. way more money than I did. Listen, I if someone if someone we this. knew who didn't have a name started a podcast tomorrow, and all of a sudden was like getting you know a hundred thousand downloads an episode, it would definitely be that would really hurt. What would hurt way more I know is if Kamar would... started a podcast tomorrow and it was way more popular I'd be done. than this I'd be podcast. done. I would wish him well. <laughs> I would wish you well. And I, I would be I done. Could, I could think of some, a couple people that uh, if they start a podcast, they're like, what the fuck? Uh, that's neither here nor there. The point is that energy. No, it's here. Devoted uh, at other people. <laughs> I don't like that expression anymore. <laughs> does not help you at all. And I uh, like Blair White. I just she brought nothing to the thing but her DMT stories, which agreed is up there with playing music on the podcast. Oh, don't ever play music on this podcast. Rated boys. Uh, I like where you went with that though, Kamar. Those are those are two things I agree that should never be done on the Joe Rogan show. Taking years to figure that out though. Yeah, and you know what? For a long time, I kind of liked the uh, the DMT stories, but I find them infuriating. No, they're no so fun, six no. years ago. I give it a one and a half. That's all it's getting from me. I'll uh, echo Matt's one and a half. I've, I'm on Blair White's side. I give it a one. There's, there's nothing there. Because <laughs> we've heard like five DMT stories in the last. Oh, it's been everyone and their mother's been bringing them on. Like from fucking Ron White to fucking golf sessions to fucking Blair White. Like well, Ron White's was actually a ayahuasca. Um, same thing. Okay, no, okay. was. It is. It is not the same because most of his story was actually setting up the way they do the ayahuasca, which interests me. I want to know how much you puke. I want to know what you got to do before you take it. Okay. I don't want to know about the elves you see. I don't want to know about the lessons you learn. You know, save that <laughs> stuff for your diary. 
Okay, fair enough. But if you want to tell me what the DMT looks like and how you had to smoke it and that kind of shit. How to procure it? I'm all for it. How to, uh, I actually know how you can procure it if you want. All right. Well, that's an episode. We made it. Incredible. If you made it this far, thank you so much. We appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, maybe you're willing to go a little bit further. We want to thank our sponsors, first of all. Uh, go to www.betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. You will get 10% off your first month. Uh, also, go check out The Long Game featuring LZ and Leitch. I believe you can find it at therecount.com. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're at J-R-E-E Podcast. If you want to follow us on any socials, you can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-I-D with five E's. Um, and then, of course, there is the subreddit. It's r slash J-R-E-E Podcast. If you want to join the conversation, you can do so there. And, uh, of course, the Patreon, where you can uh, support the show for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you will get the post show. It's the show after the show where we shoot the shit, talk some non-Joe stuff. And uh, you will also get a backlog of episodes of This Won't Age Well, the show where we go back, listen to old episodes, and do what we do here. Uh, and in closing, of course, we have a website. If you want to buy some merch, you can go to wearenotjoerogan.com. Buy yourself a hoodie, a t-shirt. Maybe you want a mug, a journal. I don't know. Check it out. We are not JoeRogan.com. Again, thank you so much to our sponsors. Thank you so much to you guys. You guys are the real fucking heroes here. We love you. We love doing the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open.